You're tuning in to the Raised by Rentals program. This podcast will contain strong language and spoilers for decades-old media properties. Welcome, everybody. This is the podcast where we examine pop culture franchises of the VHS era and improv new stories, unscripted, unprepared, and totally unhinged to imagine how we might improve our favorite movies, TV, and games. I'm Josh. I'm Mike. And we were raised by rentals. Mike, it is our 26th episode, and it's our second holiday special. Well, I should say second winter holiday special. It's actually our sixth total, and... Anyone who has seen the title of the episode or the episode episode thumbnail so far should know by now that we're just going to skip right into it and let everyone know that we're going to talk about the Evil Dead franchise mashed up with that most evil of holidays, Christmas. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to throw that out there pretty early on that like, yeah, this is a holiday special. Uh, It's again, it's our 26th episode and we are definitely going to talk about how we think Ash might save Christmas, but I wanted to kind of get that out of the way early so that we don't, you know, just scare everyone off with our like rambling bullshit for 20 minutes before we get to the good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. This is true. We we tend to do that. We tend to do that. Because I do actually have some bullshit that I want to talk about, but we're going to save it for the end of the episode. But what I will say is um, this is actually the first episode of our second season now, and it is the first episode of our second year as a podcast. So woohoo to that, too. Um, Man, that's, that's crazy to think about. Like, we've already been doing this for an entire year. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because it's not like it's not January yet. Right. 2023. But that's mm-hmm. because our first episode came out on December 22nd, 2021, yep. just before just before Christmas. And it was also like a winter holiday episode. It was our Christmas the 13th episode where we finally put Jason Voorhees in the snow. Yeah. Uh, and this episode comes out on December 21st this year 2022 so it's almost exactly to the to the day a one year um almost to the day afterwards so that means that if we think about anything that comes before this episode like we started with the christmas special so we'll start with the christmas special again anything that comes before this well we're just gonna count that we'll call that season one right year one mm-hmm. and, yep. and we'll kind of and our fiscal year so to speak is like over now we close the books with our uh our thanksgiving get stuffed special <laughs> <laughs> yep we had Michael May uh, from the Count Creepyhead podcast come on, and you know we fleshed out that trailer for Eli Ross Thanksgiving, and I think that that was a pretty good way to end the year, even though I don't ne- know necessarily that was planned at the time to be our big season finale, but I thought it was a great episode. It was a good way to go out. Yeah. Um, so here we are, season two, coming at you, and I took the time to go down, inspired by Michael May as well, when you and he were talking on Count Creepyhead recently about, you know, the sort of like statistics about recent episodes and you know, how far you've come. So I wrote down a shitload of statistics and facts about this show, and we'll, let's talk about those. But we'll do it at the end of the episode because I don't want to bore everyone to sleep before <laughs> we get to the good stuff. <laughs> Understandable. But, you know, I, I think our listeners will be intrigued. 
Yeah, I mean, it was interesting to me for sure. A couple, there was a couple of things that stood out. A couple, of, a couple of things that were surprising to me, both in good and in bad ways. You know, it was interesting just to kind of step back and be like, "Huh, like look at that! Like we did a whole bunch of shit." And there was literally episodes that we did that I forgot about, where I'm like, "Oh yeah, we did, we did an episode about that, didn't we?" Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we definitely have a few like that where I've uh, I've gone through my library and I'm like, "Oh yeah, we did already talk about that one, didn't we?" <laughs> Yeah, look at that. Yeah. And then, well, part of it, too, is because when I realized that this is the first episode of our new season and I realized that after our triple Halloween special uh, you know, <laughs> run through October, we did a Thanksgiving special that was a horror. And now we're doing a holiday special to start off the new year that's, you know, horror related. And I was like, hmm, like I never really intended Raised by Rentals to be like a horror focused podcast. Just, you know, we talk about genre shit, right? Sci-fi, yeah. fantasy or whatever. And we both like horror, so we tend to go down that route. But I was thinking that as we as you and I plan uh, for next year, I wanted to have some facts and figures in front of us. so We can kind of make some decisions on where do we go from here? Do we do more video games? Do we do more comedies? Do we, you know, get some buddy cop shit in there? Because we haven't really touched on that that sort of a genre yet. And so I just I wanted to kind of go back and see, like, where did we come from? You know, and what have we done? Or, you know, am I thinking, you know, have we done too much horror or maybe we haven't? Like, I don't know. Maybe it, it hasn't really been that much and I'm just skewed because of recent episodes. So we'll talk about it at the end. Sounds good. In the meantime, we'll talk about horror right now. <laughs> <laughs> and back to our regularly scheduled horror episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we do too much horror in this show. So let's talk about this horror movie. Actually, it's a whole <laughs> franchise of horror movies. <laughs> this is true. I mean, to be fair, though, at least with Evil Dead, it's straight up horror comedy. Like, from its inception, it was slapstick or splatstick. It created the splatstick, let's say. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just silly. It's gory. But I mean, come on, Bruce Campbell as Ash Williams. He just 99 percent of the comedy comes from his his physical acting like he's doing a lot of crazy crap with his face, a lot of like weird expressions with his eyes. He's just funny in these movies. And it isn't really until Army of Darkness when he starts getting like the crazy one liners. He had a couple in Evil Dead, too, but mostly mm -hmm. it's just like. You know, eh, look at my face. I'm making weird faces at the camera. <laughs> like, you know, Army of Darkness is where he started getting, like, wisecracking. Yeah, it's funny, too, having recently watched all three of them pretty close together. There actually isn't a lot of dialogue in the original uh, Evil Dead, and especially not from Ash. Like, he barely says anything in the whole yep. movie. And then by the time Army of Darkness rolls around, he's become like a chatterbox, wise-cracking, three stooges kind of a guy, you know? Mm -hmm. and it's, he almost yeah. follows the same story arc as Freddy Krueger. <laughs> you know, yeah, Freddy, you're right. Freddy doesn't crack wise in the first two movies. Like, he's very dark and somber, and, you know, then part three, he's just, he's making jokes. Yeah, that's 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 very that's very very true. Yeah, it seems pretty obvious that you know Sam Raimi and team, you know, and Bruce Campbell and team, they really doubled down. I think each time they doubled down on lessons from the previous movie, right? Um, oh yeah. So, so for anyone who's listening who isn't familiar, and again, I don't know why you would listen to Raised by Rentals and not know what, what Evil Dead is or <laughs> some of the other shit we talk about, but. Right. 1981, The Evil Dead came out, directed by Sam Raimi, starring Bruce Campbell. It had been in the works for several years, and it's like a super low-budget, you know, campy horror movie. But it it is a pretty straightforward horror movie, even though it's kind of campy. Um, 
I think it kind of falls into that vein of like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre type of movie where like it's not really meant to be funny or maybe if it is, but it's like a dark kind of humor where it's like, I don't know how I feel about this kind of humor. You know, it's it's like it's like the like the creepy clown or killer doll movies where like, yeah, those are funny things. But then they talk in like cute little like kid voices and makes and they say silly shit. But like it's kind of like spine tingling, you know? Yeah. and then it, it was a big, it was a big hit, huge hit, underground hit, but a hit in the theaters. A lot of celebrities and other people in Hollywood really got behind it. Like Sam Raimi became this sort of like wonderkin. And then they come back with Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, um, in ni- 1987, which I always assumed or I always thought of it as a remake. It's, and it's not really it's it really is a sequel, except at the beginning of the movie, they take like five minutes to remake the entire first movie right. just real quick, just real fast. Well, <laughs> well, and it's funny the reason they did like because, OK, bef- before the Evil Dead, there there was a short film called Within the Woods, which also has uh, Bruce Campbell. And that is the the proof of concept for, for Evil Dead. Like, that's how he kind of raised the money for Evil Dead. The new line, uh, you know. Did did Evil Dead with him, and they didn't think he could do Evil Dead too. They would not let him make Evil Dead too. So basically, he had to go outside of New Line and like find other funding, and he couldn't really get the rights to the first film back. So he had to, he made Evil Dead two, kind of remaking Evil Dead one. So yes, it does it is part sequel if you've seen the first one, but it's also like. Well, fuck that movie since we don't really own that movie. This happened to him several times because when he made Army of Darkness, uh, Universal was like, and fuck you now. You can't have it back. So then when he wanted to do anything else with Evil Dead, like with the Evil Dead series, Ash versus the Evil Dead, they had to drop a lot of the Army of Darkness ties, like stuff that was tied to it. They only hinted at stuff that happened in Army mm-hmm. of Darkness, kind of like a, well, if you know, you know, type of thing. Yeah. None of it was referenced directly. So that kept happening to Sam Raimi throughout his Evil Dead franchise. That fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like I said, Evil Dead 2. I always thought of it as a remake, and I guess it kind of is, but it does pick up. It literally picks up right where the first one leaves off. But like again, right. it it retells like the whole movie in a couple of scenes, and then like you know the evil spirits that who aren't aren't called Deadites yet. The evil spirits like rush into Ash's mouth and possess him, and that's how the second movie starts. And then it like just goes on from there. And yeah, it it is sillier right from that that sequence where the evil spirit rushes into ash and possesses him. It immediately is like goofier than the first one. And it gets, gets sillier. But I, again, I always thought of, again, just like the sort of evil clown, creepy, you know, doll kind of horror movies where it's like, it's cutesy and funny and the special effects are kind of quirky and weird, but it's also really maniacal and psychotic, you know, so it does <laughs> right. make your skin crawl still, you know, and fucking Bruce Campbell just he just commits to it so much uh, oh, yeah. that like he, he really looks like he's like legitimately like losing his mind. Like, you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so and, and again, I don't want to spend too much time on the intro here, but I remember seeing Evil Dead, and I may have mentioned this story on this uh, this show once before on a different episode long long back. But I watched it on TV. It would have been at at some point between eighty eight to ninety one, uh, but based on where I lived at the time, I'm going to guess it was nineteen ninety. Um, 
And I remember I had fallen asleep on the couch in my den in, in my house in Niagara Falls. I must have been 10 years old, probably, maybe 11. And I remember waking up. And it wasn't like too late. It was probably the weekend. Otherwise, my mom would have like made me go to bed. And I turned the TV back on for like, let's see what's on like late night, you know, like uh, TPS or USA or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. let's see if, you know, let's see if, uh, you know, USA up all night is on, you know, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> or Joe Bob Briggs or somebody. And I don't even know what channel it was. I don't know what show it was. I remember just turning, flipping channels and seeing what. I later understood was Evil Dead 2, but I had never heard of it before. I had never seen the first one at the time. I just turned it on, and it was the scene where Ash, his hand becomes possessed. And then, like, within minutes, he, like, takes a chainsaw to his own arm. (laughs) And, like, he's laughing and screaming at the same time. His blood just completely drenches his face. And me at, like, 10, 11 years old, it was just, like, remote down. Fuck yes. What is this? You know? And I I knew it must have been, like, midnight or something at the time. And I watched the whole movie, totally fascinated by it. Um, But... Again, I, I don't think it was probably wasn't USA or Joe Bob. It must have been on like Cinemax or Showtime or something, because when the movie was over, I didn't know what it was called or I couldn't remember. Or, you know, the name is a little bit generic. Maybe I saw it in the credits. And then the next morning when I woke up, I'm like, fuck, what was that movie called? And I couldn't remember right. it. And I couldn't figure it out because I don't think we had we must not have had the TV guide or something, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and anyway, the, and the point is that like. Uh, a year or two, whatever later, I remember seeing advertisements for Army of Darkness on the back of comic books, and I remember I picked up a comic book and I saw that that you know the guy with the chainsaw hand in the advertisement, and I'm like, yep. that's the dude from that movie. Like, what is this? But then, <laughs> so Army of Darkness came out in 1992. I would have been 12, and that was, you know, at the height of my like childhood comic book collecting. Um, but it's not called Evil Dead three or anything like that it's just army of darkness so like i was like what is the connection like what is the other movie called like and yep. i and i remember asking like the guy at the comic book shop paul you know you remember paul oh yeah and, and i asked some of my other friends who were like comic book fans and i'm just like who is this on the back of this comic book like what is this movie and i had no clue no clue and i, I don't remember exactly when it was i eventually found out but i remember even seeing army of darkness and just thinking like what is this like i remember the other movie <laughs> but like what's it called <laughs> see now for, for me i saw these out of order uh evil dead 2 was that video like that was the video in the horror section at the video store if in fact if you remember video factory on pine avenue um, oh yeah oh yeah I'm sure you remember going in there i used to go in there all the time uh, it was me and my mom because we would pick up my brother and sister from school on friday like she would pick me up from sacred heart and then we'd go over there and we had about half an hour before my brother and sister got out of high school. So me and her would go into Video Factory and kind of look around to like rent a movie for the weekend. And I, I've said this before on, on several podcasts. I'd rent a horror movie and a comedy because you watch the scary movie, then you watch the funny movie so you can go to sleep. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, you know, I, I rented mostly full moon movies. But Evil Dead 2 was that that cover that mm-hmm. always gave me the fucking creeps because it was Hell the skull. Yeah. With the fucking eyes that followed you. In fact, I'm looking at it right now. I have the poster in my computer room. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Those fucking eyes always look at you. Mm. And, um, like, it always gave me the creeps. So I never watched it. I didn't want to see it. I was like, I don't know what this is, but it, it scares me. I never even picked a box up. <laughs> so fast forward to the time you're talking about where Army of Darkness posters were popping up on the back of comic books. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but it looks awesome. Like, you know, it just looked mm-hmm. like a cool movie. 
And I saw it at uh, the Four Seasons when it finally came to the Four Seasons. Mm -hmm. Thought it was a great movie, had no clue that it was the third in a franchise, just really enjoyed the film, watched it a ton of times with my cousin. Um, And then eventually, like I was, I think I was like 17. um, You know, I found out about like, you know, this was the third movie in the Evil Dead franchise. So I went out and rented Evil Dead 2 finally. And I know I've told this story on at least the Boogeyman's Closet, but um, my my grandmother was uh, she was helping a friend who owned a bed and breakfast by uh, down by the falls. Mm-hmm. And it was a really big house. You know, it was really, really nice house, actually. But because like there were people staying there for the weekend, like me and my grandmother kind of had to like we, we were basically in the quote unquote like servants quarters. Like <laughs> we were down in the, like this little like made room like off of the kitchen. It was like a little like storage room that was converted to like a bedroom for, you know, when people are staying there, like the people who are mm-hmm. working there can sleep there. Um, So like that's where we had our bed set up. And I was like in the living room, like down in the back of the house watching Evil Dead. And, and it was freaking me out. Like f- first time I saw Henrietta freaked me the fuck out. I was like, I don't know. I don't like that. Um, Cause that whole like somebody's in my fruit. Oh, God, I was like, so oh no, 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 yeah. I don't like it. But the worst part was the only bathroom that we were allowed to use was in the basement. Now the basement <laughs> was furnished. It was a nice basement. There was like a bar down there and all that. But all I could think was no, <laughs> there's a fucking deadite down there. And I remember very vividly, like, running to the back porch and pissing off the porch. Oh, yeah, that's right. I heard this story. Yeah. <laughs> I was so freaked out. So I'm like, oh. I ain't going down there. But then eventually, like, I, I, I had to track down part one. And I don't know if you remember Delta Video on Military. Oh, yeah, I remember that, that one, too. That little, like, hole in the wall. <laughs> I looked everywhere. And, like, Blockbuster didn't have Evil Dead 1. Like, the uh, frickin' um, Hollywood Video didn't have it. Like, I was going around like, who the hell has Evil Dead 1? So I was looking through the phone book. And uh, now, kids, I'm really dating myself here, if you don't know what the <laughs> phone book is. Um, but I found Delta Video. So I called them and asked. And they're like, oh, yeah, we have a copy. So I had to go and sign up for their little rental card and all that, like, go through all the application process to rent one film. <laughs> and I finally got to see the first Evil Dead. And what I came away with upon watching all three of those movies is is something very simple is that none of them really connect <laughs> like they do yeah, not really like okay so the first one everybody dies except ash <laughs> yeah and then at the end of the movie something gets him like something flies out of the the, the cabin he screams mm-hmm. credits roll so it's like okay then the second movie, him and Linda, who's now a different woman, but still Linda from the first movie who died in the first movie, <laughs> is driving back to the cabin with him. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Didn't she die? <laughs> well, and, and that's why I always thought it was like a remake, right? Because at the beginning right. of the at the beginning of the original movie, it's Ash, Linda, and their three friends, uh, Scott, Scott, Shelley, and someone else, and, and Cheryl or something like that. Yeah, Cheryl. That's it, Carol. Cheryl. She's the first one to get like uh, she gets like <laughs> raped by like tree vines. Yeah. <laughs> but like, Crazy. so at the, at the beginning of the movie, they're driving to the the cabin, and Scott's like, "Oh yeah, this is this, it's like my cousin told me about this place, whatever," and like. Yeah, they get there and then like, you know, again, the whole movie happens, right? They get possessed by the deadites, whatever. The movie ends with like something flies into Ash's mouth and he's like the only one alive at that point. And you think, haha, they got him too. And then Evil Dead 2, 
again, the first like 10 minutes or so of the movie is like, wait, now Ash and Linda are driving to the cabin. So I just thought it was like a remake. Like they were right. like, well, fuck the friends. They don't exist. Yeah. You know, we, we, they recast Linda as uh, as uh, what, what's it? What's it? Bridget Fonda. Right. Isn't that who it is? I, um, I don't remember. Let me see here. Evil yeah. Dead I'm two. pretty sure it's Bridget Fonda from uh, uh, who I for some reason, I always think of her as being from Jackie Brown, even though she's been in a bunch of movies. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that not sounding right to me? Uh, Evil Dead 2, Linda, Linda, where is it? No, Denise Bixler. In the second one? Yeah. Evil oh, Dead no, 2. I'm, oh, wait, am I thinking of Army of Darkness? I'm probably thinking of Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness is Bridget Fonda, that's yeah, right. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, so I, I, I just watched Army of Darkness today, so I was, like, conflating the two. But, yeah, the point is, they sort of remake the whole first movie in, like, a couple of quick little bullshit scenes, who cares, and then here we go, someone's, someone's going to possess Ash, and right. it's like, and <laughs> then they just got to go from there. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like, so, yeah, the, the one the one thing you can say about all of the Evil Dead media mm-hmm. is that the connections are loose. They play fast and loose with not only the ideas of these are continuing stories, mm-hmm. um, but they also play fast and loose with the rules surrounding stuff like the Deadites and the Necronomicon. But here's yep. how I, I like to look at it. I like to imagine the entirety of the franchise, and I'm including the video games, you know, the comic books, everything, the entirety of it, is Ash retelling his story while, like, drunk at a bar. So <laughs> it really just cool. yeah, that's good. changes every time he tells it. You know, it's like, wait a second, weren't you with your friends? Oh, no, 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 it was just me and Linda. We were, it was yeah. the two of us. It was a weekend getaway. But I thought you said your friend Scott was there. Oh, fuck Scott. He wasn't there. <laughs> like, that's well, kind of how I picture it. Well, that's, actually, that's actually perfect, too. Because at the end of Evil Dead 2, he, like, goes to, like, the time portal after, like, trying to stop, like, the invasion of the Dead Ace with that, like, yep. with, like, the arche- archaeologist, like, daughter whose name I can't remember. Yeah, and there was, like, three other people who had gotten killed, like, her brother and, like, the two, like, local, like, rednecks, you know, whatever. And <laughs> yep. but, and he has, like, this big gray streak in his hair, and he's totally covered in, like, blood and everything. And he flies through the time portal, lands up in, like, the 13th or the, yeah, the year 1300. And then at the beginning of Army of Darkness, it picks it up right there. He's, like, you know, near as I can tell, it's the year 1300 AD. And he's, like, been captured by these other, you know, medieval dudes. And mm-hmm. he never mentions any of the other characters ever, except for Linda. He never mentions the archaeologist's daughter or the other people get killed there's no blood on him they literally have a scene where like the old wise man picks up his chainsaw and it glints in the sun because it's so shiny and polished and i'm like this thing was totally covered in like blood and like demon guts and stuff and <laughs> yep. it's just i don't know if i mentioned it but the, the white streak in his hair is missing you know and it's yep. like yeah they just they just sort they were like ah fuck it who cares well, and yeah I, I totally agree it's like he's just he's telling the story through like you know uh beer goggles <laughs> yep well, because that's the thing, like, if you look at the way Evil Dead 2 ends, like, yeah, he, everything you just said, like, he's got the white streak, he's covered in gore, all that, but he lands in, in the past, and, like, everybody's, like, kind of, like, ready to kill him, but then suddenly a Deadite flies in, he pulls the shotgun, shoots the Deadite, and mm-hmm. they're they're like, hell, hell, and he's like, no, no, God, he, like, freaks out, <laughs> because now he is matching the image that he saw in the pages of the Necronomicon yep. with, it's uh, Annie Noby was that girl's name, it just clicked um the the daughter of professor nobi um so she she points out the chosen one in the necronomicon and we see like 
they're worshiping him, him at the end of Evil Dead 2. We start Army of Darkness and he's like, you know, he gives the whole like, as far as I can tell, it's the year, blah, blah, blah. He's like, my name is Ash and I'm a slave. And it's like, wait, no, you're not. Like, what do you mean you're a slave? Slave to who? Like, what are you talking yeah. about? You know, and then he gets brought in, you know, uh, with that. Was it uh, Henry or whatever? The, the Duke. Henry the Red. Yeah. yeah Henry yeah, the Red, Red. Yeah. So they get brought there and then, you know, he obviously fights the dead in the pit and proves himself worthy. And then everyone's like, oh, he's the chosen one, blah, blah, blah. Um, but what I'm saying is like these are like vastly differing movies. And then if you take into account uh, like, well, OK, let, let, let's 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 go in, in order of the timeline. So after Army of Darkness, the next like originally canonical entry into the series was Evil Dead Hail to the King on PlayStation, mm-hmm. which Sam Raimi did help write. And he even said this is considered to be the long wanted fourth Evil Dead film nice. that that, you know, never was going to get made at the time. So in that one, you know, we find Ash going back to the cabin yet again. Um, and his whole point to do that is to, like, get closure. Like, he's like, I need mm-hmm. to just, like, put this whole thing behind me. And of course, you know, nothing ever works for Ash. So the Deadites come back, yada, yada, yada. He has to fight them off, gather the pages of the Necronomicon. He ends up going back in time and actually meets, um, I always forget his name, but in Lovecraftian lore, it's uh, something the Mad Arab, the guy who wrote the Necronomicon. He meets that guy and, like, you know, Chase tries to help him, like, get rid of the Necronomicon altogether. And then, you know, so he fights, basically, he goes through time fighting the Deadites. He ends up, you know, fighting himself. There's another mirror version of himself because the whole Deadites come from the mirror verse and all that. Um, So he fights a mirror version of himself. Kills it, goes back in time, and when he lands back in the present with, I, I can't remember if it actually is Linda. There's a girlfriend in it. I don't remember what her <laughs> name is. But when they land back in the present, the whole town looks deserted, and they're standing in front of a bookstore where we see, like, bestseller 300 weeks in a row, and it's all these Necronomicons, and there's, like, <laughs> Necronomicon for dummies and all. Like, it was pretty fucking hilarious. So then Ash is like, no, and freaks out. Oh, yeah. Hang on a second. So and, and so I never played that game. And you're telling me that, that this was supposed to be like the fourth entry in the series. Right. And so right. obviously it picks up Ash as he goes back to the cabin for closure. But at the end of Army of Darkness, he wakes up in like a post-apocalyptic future because he slept too long you well, know, from keep, from like the middle, the Middle Ages. Right. Keep in mind, that's that's the alternative ending. The original. Oh, ending, that's true. The original ending. He ends up back at Esmart telling uh, Ted Raimi all about his his time as king or he could have been king in the Middle Ages. And then a deadite shows up and he gets the shotgun from sport, Sporting Goods, you know, shoots the deadite to death. And then he, he does the whole thing of uh, hail to the king, baby, and like grabs oh, her and yeah, kisses her. Yeah, yeah so. you're right, you're right, you're right. That, that's the version I've seen a bunch of times. I just, I most recently watched the alternate like version with like the different, there's a couple of different scenes, including the ending. Yep. And so that's what I had in my head. But okay, yeah, that makes sense though. But you know what, it also kind of makes sense too. And, and we're going on and on about this, but I think I think it's going to tie into where we're going. But I, oh, yeah. I, I think either Ash is, again, he's he's like the old grizzled dude at the end of the bar telling the stories, like you said, you know. And then, of course, in this version, the bartender will turn into a dead eye and attack him, you know. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know, or it's just like it, – it's almost interesting to, to, to think of like every time that there's a story, it's like an alternate reality version. Because even Ash himself, like his personality is very different in the first yep. three movies. And I don't know how it how it – 
uh, goes through all of the different spinoffs. Like I've read some of the comics and and things like that. Um, yeah, because he really does cross over with like Marvel comics at one point too. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's it's almost interesting to think about like you know. All, these are all these sort of alternate reality versions of him. Hell, maybe even you know when they opened up, you know the uh, the portals of the demons of Kandar in that first movie. Maybe <laughs> you, you know these are like you know reality warping demons, and maybe they're just you know fucking with Ash by putting him in this like constant like loop of like we're gonna do it this way, and like, nope, we're gonna do it this way, nope, we're gonna do it this way, and it's like in the movie Clue where every time they're like it could have happened this way, but it actually happened this <laughs> way, you know. <laughs> I mean that yeah, that's another really good possibility is. That- that all of these are alternate versions of reality because again like so so the deadites they are uh, it's mentioned a few times in the movies but it's more in like the expanded stuff they are spirits from a mirror universe so they they're not in our reality they want to be in our reality so and they're they're yeah they travel throughout space and time so we're already playing with space and time here so that would make sense that these are all different versions of reality but one of the other things I wanted to mention about like the playing fast and loose with the rules is how the deadites work. Because like, okay, so first of all, a, a deadite is a bodiless spirit. It's it's a, it's a demon. It needs a host body to like come into our world. Like it can pop up in mirrors, it can attack, but it can't come into the world. We see that happen in Evil Dead, uh, Evil Dead Two. But then they change that rule in Army of Darkness, mm. where the mirror yeah. allows them. A physical form um but yeah they have to possess a body doesn't matter if it's live or dead now dismemberment was always the main way to kill them but that doesn't always work either because we see an army of darkness evil ash reforms yep, <laughs> after yep. being dismembered um sunlight is supposed to destroy them we see that in evil dead too where you know ash wakes up and he's like you know i'm evil ash now and then he looks up at the sun the sun beats down on him. He holds his hand up like, no, and turns back <laughs> to regular Ash. So and then we see later in the movie when it's nighttime again, he pops up as evil Ash. So yeah. like sunlight definitely does something. But my favorite is the power of love can stop them. Because <laughs> <laughs> we see Ash like grieving over Linda in, in part two. And he's like, no, and then he turns back to regular Ash. Like, yeah. Well, so that's how I was saying too. Like, so in the, in the first movie, he's sort of like you know nebbish, nerdy, you know Ash, where like Scotty's like the alpha male of their group, and Ash is just like the nerd who like tags along. And in the second movie, he's this like overly romantic, you know, sappy dude who completely loses his mind. And then then in by the by army time, army of darkness rolls around. He is like alpha dog, like, you know, bravado, macho, manly man, you know, saying, you know, give me some sugar, baby. And like swinging, <laughs> swinging his like chainsaw and shotgun around. But also <laughs> he's a complete doofus, too. So it's like yep. these are three different characters. Oh, know? absolutely. And and it's funny because like I know I know you haven't watched uh, uh, the, the series yet. Um, so I won't I won't go into any spoiler territory on here, but it's like he very much is like the evolution of that mm-hmm. army of darkness ash while still being a complete fucking idiot <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. like it's it's almost like that you know the 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 football star is now middle aged like back in my youth i was awesome like that's <laughs> yeah. almost the character he's playing and i fucking love it um that sounds that sounds awesome yeah i definitely got to watch that oh dude it's it's hilarious i i wish they went all 5 seasons like planned they, they only went three, but 
where they end is a good stopping point. Like it, it ends where it's like, yes, I would have loved to see what they had planned for that, but I'm, I'm satisfied with where it stopped. Like it felt like a <laughs> fitting ending for the series. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, so with all of that being said about the, the franchise, the way they play with the, the, the timeline, and the rules and all that. I feel like we have a pretty clean slate where we can just do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And then when you think about, you know, Christmas as a holiday, let, let's just be very clear since we're being sort of pedantic and going into all these little details. We're not talking about Silent Night Christmas. We're not talking about New Testament right. Christmas. We're not talking about just, this is this is Xmas. There's no Christ at all, right? This right, is, right. Right. Although this of is course, Santa Claus. We're talking exactly. All the nerds out there are going to be like, well, you know, the X stands for the Greek letter Chi, which is the first letter of Christos, which is why it's called <laughs> Xmas, because it's short for Christmas. And I'm like, yes, yeah, <laughs> screw you. <laughs> but here in America, it's Xmas for those of us who, you know, who don't want to have Christ in our holiday all the time. <laughs> See, and I always thought it was just shorthand because I don't want to write it all. <laughs> Oh, okay. oh, it's quicker so, if I write Xmas. <laughs> exactly. No, there's like a whole reason. There's actually a real, real whole reason behind it, like why X actually stands for Christ in like old Latin writings and whatever. That's a whole. That's a whole other thing. Well, anyway, shit. I learned something <laughs> new today. <laughs> yeah. It's, anyway, it's a whole thing. So, 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 uh, you were your mom's Catholic, right? Or you're Catholic, or you have some connection to it? I think. Um, yeah. So you I probably. Was, I was ahead. raised. I was raised Catholic, and then we kind of like broke away from the Catholic church because there was a lot of, well, let's just say there was a lot of stuff we saw <laughs> in, in the Catholic church we were a part of that. We're like, we are not okay with that. Um, so, and we, my whole family was always more like traditionally Christian rather than like a denominational type of, of, even though we sure. went to a Catholic church, it was more like, a. our family always kind of believed in the, like, you know, just, you know, be good to everybody. <laughs> we, yeah. It's more of a hippie version of Christianity where it's like, just treat everyone nice, you know, treat everyone how you want to be treated. Yeah, <laughs> that kind the of good a, version. You mean the good version, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, well, you don't, don't judge others, you know. Anyway, the only reason I, meant, I mentioned it, not, now we're totally down a weird rabbit trail side, <laughs> side story. But so in Catholic churches, you've probably seen in the artwork, there's a symbol that looks like a P with an X over the front of it or on top of it. Right. Yes. So that symbol is called the Chi Rho, which is the the Greek letters Chi and Rho, which are actually C H and R, but they look like an X or a P. Right? So that's what the XP is over top. So the C R ah. or C H R is the beginning of the name Christos, or or of course Christ. So that's one of the many many like abbreviations for the the name of Jesus uh, in like Catholic uh, literature. There's a whole bunch of other ones too, like. We don't have to get into all that symbology right now, but anyway, there's a little that's, piece of trivia for the day. That's really interesting. Like I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I, I have to say real quick. Uh, I it would not be a Christmas episode here on Raised by Rentals if we did not go down rabbit trails because exactly. our very first episode we had a lot of rabbit trails and I, my my favorite review of the episode was you two are playing 4D chess over there. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I got. I got. I'll thank. I'll thank Michael May right here uh, on the recording. I know, Mike, and you're listening to this. When yeah, one of the greatest compliments I ever heard, he was like, "You ever heard Josh Drosberg? Listening to him talk is like, you know, it's like the Nazi getting his face melted off in Raiders of the Lost Ark." And I'm like, "Yes, I love that. That, that I will take that." <laughs> 
<laughs> we opened the Ark of the Covenant. Exactly. I mean, I don't know if it's a compliment, really, but I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> oh, that's fucking hilarious. Anyway, anyway, I have a lot of useless nonsense in my brain. But so we're talking about Santa Claus Christmas. American yes. American apple pie, Coca-Cola, Santa Claus Christmas <laughs> is what we're talking about here. And yep. And so, based on literally the title of the episode, Ash Shaves Christmas, which we came up with right after recording our last Christmas special, <laughs> which was our first episode, we literally were like, ooh, next year we should do this. The entire year we've had this planned, and yet not once did I think about what we might do with the plot for yep. Ash Saves Christmas. I was just like, it's like Ernest Saves Christmas, but it's Ash. That's funny, right? <laughs> And that's for the for the listeners. That's how a lot of these things happen, because one of us will say like, oh, wouldn't this be fun? And just kind of throw a random idea, like usually a name or a concept. Like, I'll give you guys a concept that I don't think we're going to use, but I could not stop laughing when it came when it hit me. I was like. (laughs) Family matters in a zombie apocalypse. I don't know why that made me laugh so hard because I just kept picturing Urkel like beheading zombies, being like, "Did I do that?" Like, <laughs> and it made me laugh so fucking hard. That's good. So I don't think we'll actually do it, but that's how a lot of these uh, topics come up. Is one of us will say, "Ha, what about this?" And we'll be like, "Oh my god, put it on the list," and then we won't exactly. think of it until we're ready to record. Because like. I literally did not come up with any part of my pitch for this until two or three nights ago. Like I was like sitting there going, how the hell are we going to do this? And then like one little flame of an idea clicked. And I remember texting you being like, Ooh, I think I have an idea. I just got to figure out the details. Oh, and nice. that, yeah. that was about it. That was, so, and, <laughs> yeah. and as far as the quote unquote details go, I was just trying to figure out how I was going to get, the Necronomicon involved. That was the, that was the detail that I couldn't figure out. And then I got, and I was like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, so that's a good segue into your own story. So enlighten us. How is it that we're going to have Ash Shaves Christmas? But also, like, how are we going to start this? Are we starting this? So I'm thinking this is post Army of Darkness VHS era Ash, right? There's been yep. no remake in 2013. There's been no Ash versus the Evil Dead TV show yet. It's the 90s. And how do we follow up? And if Ash is still working at the S Mart, and there's deadites apparently now in like modern day, right? Who show up and attack him. Where do we go from there? And how is Santa Claus involved? <laughs> <laughs> well, so I'm glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> no. So I think if Army of Darkness came out in 1992, you know, let, let's say this uh, was around like 96, you know, so it's like the middle mm-hmm. of the 90s. You know, it, it makes sense. We haven't had any of the video games, none of the comic books, nothing. Our only Evil Dead mythos are the first three movies. Um, and keep in mind, every single one of them kind of ignores how the previous one ended <laughs> for the most <laughs> part. So yep. we're just going to we're going to continue to play fast and loose. So I figure we 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 catch up with Ash. He's now working at a giant mega mall. So like picture, remember, 90s malls are big, big fucking mall, like mm-hmm. Mall of America style mall. And maybe and I'm sure you remember this, like uh, our own Galleria Mall back in the day used to have like a Best Buy and like a freaking like value home center and like all sorts of random crap in there. So like, hey, maybe maybe there is an S-Mart like uh, in the mall or connected to the mall type of thing. 
Oh, yeah. Back but, in the day, too, like having those types of department stores was much, much more common. Of course, oh, yeah, yeah. We, saw, we saw that in Dawn of the Dead when they had everything imaginable <laughs> in the mall. But more often than not, the Sears. The Sears was like the big box store that anchored the mall in a lot of places. And Sears used to sell all kinds of shit. Like you could definitely buy chainsaws in the Sears. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even that. Like, let's just have some kind of department store attached to the mall just for, you know, arming up reasons. We're going to need that later. Um, but yeah. I, I want to see Ash, like, working either at, like, a kiosk or, like, something really, like, menial um, where you know he would just be, like, annoyed working at it. Um, or even working in Santa's Village where we have, like, the big <laughs> Santa Village in the mall. And oh, God, yeah. Maybe he's, like, the elf at the, the beginning of the line. It's like, all right, kid, get up there. Tell him what you want. You know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, awesome. We have to have him, like, grumbling. There's, like, some kid who's just staring at him, and he's like, what you staring at, kid? Move along. Move <laughs> along, you know? But then he, like, he explains to the audience why why he's standing there in, like, fake plastic pointy ears and, like, you know, big pointy <laughs> shoes. He's like, yeah, kid, you know, like, you know, and then, like, uh, I'm only over here because I got fired from the S Mart, you know. And then he's like, "Yeah, your old boy Ash." And then there's like some little flashback where it's the same thing. Like he's at the S Mart, and like some, uh, you know, the Deadite shows up, and you know, and it's sort of like a remake of the end of the Army of Darkness. And yep. he like shoots him, and then he gets fired for like, you know, like I can't believe you like, uh, was it? I can't believe you discharged that firearm in the store. Like the customers <laughs> are gonna complain. <laughs> and yes. he's like, "But there was a demon." Like, uh, well, maybe she was just looking for home goods. You never know. <laughs> Yes, that's perfect. So yeah, so he got he got fired from Smart, and he's now working at Santa's Christmas Village. The only other character that I really have kind of fleshed out is like a little like nebbish nerdy dude who kind of works with him. And it for whatever reason in my head I named him Dennis. So there's this little <laughs> this little like probably played by Ted Raimi. Um, yeah, of course, yeah. yes, not probably, right? definitely. Yeah. He's played by so he's all nerdy and have him be like the stereotypical like D and D nerd like super into D and D really awkward social cues like you know what the what the stereotype was in the 90s of that type of a character so have him like super into Ash's stories like he you know no one believes Ash but this guy's like you know what when did what what happened when you killed the Deadites in the past like oh yeah exactly that's awesome. be, like super into it right. Did you get to make out with Sheila? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? yeah. And like have him constantly telling Ash like he's building a and d campaign around Ash's stories. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, so, that's actually a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so we have this linchpin. So eventually what I want to get to is that Ash is he has the Book of the Dead. Like he actually has the, the Necronomicon in mm. his, you know, in his apartment or whatever. He's keeping it safe, trying to, like, watch over it, make sure the Deadites don't come back. Well, Dennis finds out about it and is like, oh, I need that for my campaign. <laughs> oh, and unleashes hell <laughs> by opening and reading the Necronomicon. So we have literally pictured Dawn of the Dead meets Evil Dead. So Deadites in a shopping mall at Christmas. Oh fuck yeah! I'm I'm all in. I am 100% in. This is amazing. My my only other uh my only other request is that Santa Claus is played by Jim Varney. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> because, no, yeah. You know, Ernest saves. You, that's how this whole thing came. Like, well, he's got to be Santa then. 
yeah, he's got to be Santa. That's amazing. No, I love it. No, this, so this, yeah, this is great. Yeah, we can do some like you know, we'll do some some sort of antics at the beginning with like the kids and you know that whole like like in a Christmas story with like you know the Santa who's the actor there is kind of an asshole and all the elves are jerks except for you know like Dennis for some reason and right. uh, and and very but in all of the movies though so far they've all kind of like gotten right to the action like pretty fast right they got they got they got to the good shit so. If we don't necessarily have the Deadites show up right away, we should do something interesting, you know, with um, with like the mall Santa. But it, it would be really cool if it, if it really was that if it was like, you know, Ash is there. He's bored. The kids are in line. They're staring at him. He's he's like he's telling his stories to Dennis, like just whiling away the time. And Dennis is just eating the shit up. And then to have this sort of action shot that like opens the movie other than like the flashback, we can have like, you know, oh, Santa's going to take a break, little boys and girls, you know, and Santa's going to, you know, he's going to go into like the little Santa's workshop place where, you know, it's, it's really just a, a secret entrance to like the bathroom, you know, behind like like the Dillards or whatever, you know, so, so he can like take a leak and he goes in the bathroom and then there's like an evil, like there's like a dead eye attack, right? Like in there, like someone, you know, like he, he turns around from zipping up and, and, uh, maybe one of the other elves is just like, hiya, Santi, you know? Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and then Ash, of course, is going to kick the door in with his uh, boomstick and, <laughs> you know, and then like the manager is going to run in again, like again, you know, uh, <laughs> But Ash is like, you know, whatever, like Dash, he comes in to like blow the dead eye away. But like, you know, he maybe, you know, he didn't aim very well. And that buckshot took Santa in the in the ear, you know, and like, so, <laughs> so then the mall Santa is like, fuck this. I don't make minimum wage for this bullshit. And like he quits. Right. And like storms out. So then, so then they make Ash. They were like, "Well, now you do it, big shot." They make him put on the Santa outfit and like the fake beard and stuff. And then he's got to go. And then you cut forward to him, and like there's some dude, some like little boy or whatever, sitting on his lap. He's like, "I want a, you know, a football and a pony and a transformer and whatever." And Ash is just like staring at the camera, like, "I hate my life," you know. <laughs> and then of course, like the little kid like pisses on him, you know, like <laughs> like he wets his pants, and it's just this comedy of errors until you know finally the end of the day, and you get this like monologue it's like you know it hasn't been a good couple of years for your old boy ash and like as he goes home and like takes off like the santa gear this is where we insert the the dennis like he's like oh like you have maybe dennis like follows him home he's like or he gives him a ride home because he got like got drunk at like the tgif or the applebee's whatever like <laughs> you know the tgi fridays or the applebee's after work at the right. mall you know so so dennis takes him home that whole thing you were talking about where he gets the necronomicon for like his campaign how we see okay let's back up how about this how about uh, so we we kind of have the thing where ash is um you know he's in line he's playing an elf all that whole that whole thing we get that whole opening the cold opening of like you know i i was a hero once and you know kind of do the whole like ash retelling or recapping the previous events so we can get get the ball rolling maybe it's something like that like where where santa claus gets up to go to the bathroom you know ash is on break or whatever or like sees you know, uh, maybe he sees something suspicious, like going toward the bathroom after Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. He goes in. Maybe he thinks he sees a deadite and he just attacks somebody. Oh, shit. And it's like, so now we have to question, is Ash really all there? Like, is he telling the truth? What's going on? So, you know, he basically the, the we'll have the Santa Claus quit. Be like, fuck this place. Fuck you. Like, he, he attacks Santa. He thinks he's a deadite. And so the boss is go. like. He goes, you know, we ain't got enough time for this. You're playing Santa, big shot. You know, so he makes Ash put on the costume. So we have the whole thing where he gets drunk, you know, get, gets frustrated. Dennis comes over and is talking to him, and he's like, ah, I got to get home. And he's like, you shouldn't be driving. He's like, ah, I'm fine, I'm fine. 
you know, have Dennis force him to to get a ride home with him. Drives him home. He asks Dennis to to come and have a drink with him. Dennis is like, uh, okay, because he thinks Ash is cool. They're sitting there talking. He's like, did I ever tell you the time that I went to the cabin? And he starts talking about his, you know, his adventures. Mm-hmm. And maybe Dennis sees the Necronomicon. And he's like, you know, oh, that's the book, you know. And it's like he waits. The Ash passes out. He takes the book. He takes off. So now fast forward to the next day. Have him, you know, have Ash like, you know, sitting in his Santa Claus, like, uh, like you have the, the, you know, the kid like wetting on his lap and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just like, and have him just miserable. Like he's hung over, he's miserable. He's questioning his own sanity because he thought he saw a dead eye and it was really just an old man taking a leak, you know, <laughs> it's like something like that. Um, and then maybe have like Dennis excitedly ask him to like, come and hang out with him after work. Be like, I got something to show you and have him show him this campaign. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what is all, what is all this? And it's like all, it's got like the Kendarian like images and stuff drawn mm-hmm. out onto the, and, you know, have Dennis like read it out and get possessed. So now Dennis is nice. like the first of the new deadites. So maybe he kicks the shit out of Ash because Ash doesn't have any weapons with him or whatever. He's like, you know, oh crap, you know, crap, crap, crap. What do I do? What do I do? And then we can have like the the deadites like starting to like swarm the mall or swarm the area like whatever the town is that he's in i forget i forget the name of the town that he lives in but uh but yeah so w- the the point is we want to have a mall full of people i do like the idea of ash in the santa costume i honestly was picturing ash as an elf the entire time and have jim varney as the santa claus <laughs> but it is kind of fun having ash in the santa claus outfit <laughs> well so and i was thinking that like we could have like the real santa claus show up at some point and that would be <laughs> jim varney like that's what that's where i was going right i was going with like we're dealing with all this like you know metaphysical supernatural bullshit right and we could have ash like he's forced to dress up as santa but then like what if like you know the real santa claus shows up and it's jim varney you know and he and uh <laughs> And it would be awesome if, like, I'm just picturing the scene of, like, of, like, Santa Claus and, and Ash Williams, like, back-to-back against, like, a horde of, like, you know, dead-eyed elves, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, I love those. But so we have to get there somehow. Here's here's what we do. So we have we have Ash as, as Santa. Maybe he has to be the Santa on the day shift, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, so he's he's Santa on the day shift. And then, like, you know, we have the changing of the guard. You know, like for the for the afternoon shift, like we have the new guy come in, kind of clocking almost like the the sheepdog and and coyote in the Looney Tunes yeah. cartoon. You know, nice. once one Santa clocks in, one Santa clocks out. Um, you know, and and this maybe that one's Jim Farney, right? So then we have the whole thing with the, you know Dennis gives him a ride home, the D and D campaign. We find Dennis becomes possessed. Ash like freaks out, ends up running back to the to the mall. Maybe Dennis you know follows him there, and more and more people start getting possessed. So now we have the giant fight in the mall. We have like Ash trying to save people badly. Of course, people are dying left and right. Um, <laughs> you, know. you know, Dennis is leaving, leading an army of deadites, you know, and, and Ash is like, you know, he's got to fight Dennis. So now he ends up joining up with the evening Santa and, you know, the elves and stuff. And they're they're fighting back against the deadites. But we find out like Santa is very uh, he's he's very apt at taking out deadites. <laughs> He's a crack shot. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. We've, and like, so Santa Claus is kicking just as much ass as, as Ash. And we, we end the movie with finding out that that is, he's actually Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Like, so, 
he gives Good. he gives Ash that present he always wanted type of thing. Oh yeah. Okay, so we okay, so we have to lay that groundwork at the beginning, right? So when Ash is talking to Dennis or like whatever one of the little kids in line, he has to mention that. He's telling these old stories and he's like, you know, oh yeah, I gave uh I gave Linda, you know, that that necklace, right? He gave her in two of the movies and uh you know, I I always felt like she was going to give me blank like whatever fill in the blank and like oh i always wanted that you know whatever it was whatever that thing was that he always wanted that from linda but he never got a chance to get it because it was like their anniversary but then like you know of course the dead eye outbreak happened and so whatever that thing is that he wanted so badly we have to kind of remember that that'll be our our checkoffs like you know gift to ash right um, but yeah, so again, backing up a little bit, that same sequence where Ash, he attacks the mall stand and the guy quits and they make Ash do it. And then, yeah, we do that whole thing right there. Like he 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 gets like, you know, weed on or whatever. And then he goes to clock out and we see Jim Varney come in like just you know, this is the first that first day. Right. So Jim mm-hmm. Varney, like you know, he clocks in, Ash clocks out with uh, Dennis. And maybe Ash makes some comment, too, about like, oh, I wish I had a, a real beard like yours, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then, then he's like off to the Applebee's, you know, <laughs> and then of course they go back to the apartment. There's the whole thing you said where, you know, Dennis gets the book and everything. And then, yeah, the next day Ash is on shift again. And again, he, I, we see that same scene where like, you know, here comes the Jim Varney Santa. So it's like, let's not forget that that dude's right there because yeah, he's, and so Ash is going to basically going to clock out and then the attack's going to happen while, you know, Jim uh, Varney, the Santa is having like little kids sit on his lap and he's like, he's not going to take any of that guff. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's got okay, a job no. to do. I, so I, I like that. So we have, yeah, we have, instead of the whole like running back and forth between the malls, we do the, the, like you said, so we're, let's get the, ti- the timeline here. We have it open with Ash talking to the kids as an elf. Do the little flashback scene, previous movies, blah, blah, blah. Then we're going to have him see whatever he thinks, you know, thinks is a deadite while he's taking a piss in the bathroom and he thinks that the Santa Claus is a deadite. He's going to punch him with his metal fist. You know, and Santa's going to be like, fuck you. What the hell? You know, and then, you know, nice. Ash will get in trouble, you know, be like, well, now, you know, we can't find a replacement on such short notice. You're going to play Santa jackass and one toe out of line and you're fucking fired, you know, <laughs> something like that. And Ash is like, oh, Jesus, what's wrong with me? So we have the whole scene where he gets way too drunk. Dennis takes him home, you know, who's like, you know, Dennis is his biggest fan. <laughs> takes yep. him home, yep. sees the Necronomicon, steals it for his campaign. We get a little like interstitial shot of like maybe Dennis like going through the Necronomicon and like writing notes down on his paper, uh, like all about like what he wants to keep. And like, maybe he reads the words aloud, you know? And then of course we see him get possessed cut to the next day. Ash is at work sitting there, you know, like kids are telling him, you're like, I want this and I want, and maybe this is where we could have him say something. Maybe it wasn't with Linda. Maybe he could say something as simple like, ah, yeah. You know what? I always wanted kid. I wanted a, you know, 1971, whatever, evil Knievel dot. Like, Something like oh, some silly yeah. toy. And it's like, but you know what? I never got it. You don't need toys to be happy. <laughs> like, <have laughs> That's him perfect. Do, yeah, you know, like kind of like almost making the kids sad, thinking you're not going to get what you want for Christmas. Oh. Uh, have, have like the manager eyeballing him, like do the, you know, pointing at his own eyes and then pointing at Ash, kind of like watching <laughs> yeah. you. And have Ash be like, oh, shit. Uh, uh, ho, ho, ho. You know, that whole thing. Um, So then, yeah, we have the... We, we have the, the changing of the guard. You know, he talks with Jim Varney for a sec. Jim goes over and, and sits on Santa's workshop. And Ash makes his way, like you said, to the Applebee's to get fucking wasted after work. Now, we see, maybe we see Dennis, like, standing outside the mall, just looking fucking creepy and twitchy, holding the Necronomicon. And, like, just 
walk toward the mall. So now we cut back to Ash drinking in the bar. We hear screams. We hear commotion. He's like, what the hell's going on out there? Goes and takes a look. And we just see fucking deadites ripping people apart. Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe Ash like flips out, goes like, you know, running through the mall. Like, what the hell? And then he's drunk. And keep in mind, he was seeing shit. So maybe he's not totally believing it yet. He goes to like run and check on, you know, Santa's workshop (laughs) where he works. And we see Jim Varney sitting there talking to a little kid whose head spins around. And it's like, I want your soul, Santa. And then he beats <laughs> the shit out of the kid. Like, have have Jim Varney pick the kid up by the legs and just start bashing him on the stairs. Yes. Yes. And, and then we get the remaining elves, Santa and Ash, like, run and hide. Be like, what the fuck is going on? And, and have Jim Varney be like, kind of like, be like, they're evil spirits sent from hell. Like, you know. Like, he's got some kind of knowledge on it, but almost also sounds like a crazy old man. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. We have to have Ash. Have to, he has to say some bullshit about, like, yeah, yeah, I've heard had enough, like, gray-haired old men, you know, trying to tell me about these things. And they, yes. they never know what the hell they're talking about with this Klaatu Barata nickel bullshit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 oh, and, dude, and while he's saying that, like, he's like, the only way to really take him down is to dismember him one by one. And like maybe he picks up one of the plastic candy cane things from the from the uh sta- like from the Santa's workshop, mm-hmm. right as the deadite runs up and he just impales it. <laughs> like, yes. And he's like, That's the only way to take him down with gumption. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we definitely have to have some good like Christmas themed kills like we had in last year's yeah. special where it's like <laughs> we got yeah, kill him with candy canes and gingerbreads or whatever. Like but yeah, I'm I'm just picturing like the whole like uh Santa's workshop, like elf village in the mall is just totally on fire and covered with blood and it's just yes. like absolute chaos yeah and it'd be kind of cool too if like during this and there, there's like this all-out battle between all like all these elves like the santa's helpers that like you know the jim varney santa is like come with me guys and then ash is just like when did they hire all of these guys you know right <laughs> yes <laughs> right and it's like and then and then then and he keeps making comments like this like they're battling the deadites and like you know this one like one like uh like little like short dude you know he's like uh, he's strangling like a deadite with like a string of christmas lights or something <laughs> and he's like when did like did they, did they hire kids for the night shift? Like, cause, you know, cause they're like little, you know, little and then people. I want, when we finally get to the big reveal or like when the Ash starts to really suspect, maybe he like looks at an elf, you know, who's like, you know, killing a dead eye and he looks and like the camera zooms in, you looks and it's like his like ears aren't fake. His big pointy yes. ears that everyone's wearing, they're not fake. And then Ash like looks over at Jim Varney, you know, who at this point has like, you know, gotten his own like chainsaw from the Sears and is just like spinning it like Leatherface at the end of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but just like mowing down dead ice doing like a little like you know like a fucking nutcracker sweet dance (laughs) yes we we need to have a scene where the elves like we're okay so we got santa and the elves and ash all gearing up and we we have to have a scene where like the elves start quickly grabbing shit from like you know like uh like hardware and all that and they start putting together like a crazy uh, arm attachment for ash and have him just be like the hell did you, how did you do that so fast have it like maybe it's like a chainsaw with like a shotgun attached to it or something like something like over the top you know oh yeah and it's made of this weird like amalgamation of like hardware but like legos and tinker toys and <laughs> yeah. shit you know <laughs> there's like a string of christmas lights running up his arm oh like... yeah oh yeah like they, they power it on and it's like boom all the christmas lights come on like <laughs> circuit boards you know yes. <laughs> and it has like a like a claw grabber hand from like a you know like a vending machine <laughs> yes. 
Oh my! Oh, dude, that's awesome because I picture like it's oh so so under the chainsaw we have like an attachment where there's the claw grabber hand and he can like fire it off and grab a deadite and yank it toward his chainsaw. Yes, yes. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> I want to see this right now. <laughs> like, and, 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 and you know, but very much like the first couple of movies, the first two Evil Dead's, it's like the story takes place in like 20 minutes and then it's like an hour of just like blood and gore Slaughter. and death and like, um, and it has to all be practical effects. It's got to be claymation and stop oh, motion yeah. and like puppeteering and like, you know, just buckets and buckets and buckets of fake blood and it's going to be amazing absolutely and we have to have like okay so like dennis will have the the opposite scene uh with dennis and his deadites because again keep in mind he was the whole like D guy swords and sorcery mm-hmm. so like maybe him and and like some of the deadites like arm up and they got like makeshift armor and like broad swords and axes and shit <laughs> like oh yeah <laughs> like walking through the mall just slaughtering people and we we have to have a, a you know a, a moment where one of them gets on the overhead and they're like attention shoppers we have a blue light special on your soul <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and they're and they're all wearing like a weird mishmash of like sporting gear and yes. like you know shit from the hardware store. Yeah, like one dude's got like a hockey stick with like a buzzsaw rammed in it. Like, like they got like baseball bats with like knives in them and shit. Oh, and there's gotta be like, at least a couple of dudes who like raid the food court and then they've got like you know deep fryer baskets and yes. like but- butcher knives and you know shit like that like, and like Burger yes. King crowns on. You know? Oh, that's amazing! It's like, we can literally have a battle of like Army of Darkness style deadites versus Santa, Ash, and the Elves. <laughs> like, yes, that would be awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, this is this, this would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's gonna be like the like the medieval like you know fantasy inspired like uh, you know deadite army led by Dennis and then like <laughs> you know, Santa and the elves who were like a bunch of like fucking little MacGyvers like building shit you know out of like toys and candy <laughs> like building death machines. <laughs> we could have like they they set up like catapults or like trebuchets. With like the the fake plastic Christmas trees, and they put like a star on the top of them, so they're like impaling deadites with Christmas trees. Christmas trees. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, and then by, by the end of the movie, there has to be like a whole bunch of deadites just hung from like uh, from garland, like nooses from like the second yes. floor of the mall. You know, like, <laughs> oh, this is. This, I- this it. is going to be like a 45 minute, like absolute, like massacre sequence. <laughs> yes. That, oh. that's, that's the main thing. Like with Evil Dead, you, you know, both Evil Dead one and two, like you said, you get the story out of the way and then it's just we start with the killing. Um, mm-hmm. Now, oh, if we're going to do the Christmas trees. Oh, dude, hold on. So we have the fake Christmas trees being used. Like maybe, the, yeah, they make like the like the giant, like almost. What are the giant like crossbow uh, ballistas? That's what I was thinking of. Where okay, they, yeah, they, yeah. That like the wheel up crossbows <laughs> where they fire the so they're firing Christmas trees from like makeshift ballistas. Um, but in the center of the mall, we can have the giant Christmas tree that's a real Christmas tree that's all strung up, and have like Kendar or whatever that like possess it because we know they like to possess trees. So now yeah. we get a giant Christmas tree monster like roaring. <laughs> And like shooting yeah. like pine needle tentacles and you know like Christmas tree or Christmas light tentacles out and like pulling victims in and eating them. 
<laughs> yes, that'd be amazing. And then, like, just at one point, he like lifts up a big like tree bough, and then he just like brings it down and he smashes it on the ground. And then you just have this whole sea of like broken glass ornaments just covering the yes. ground. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like maybe we so, we so we see Ash like running him with the chainsaw, like trying to chop it down, right? And have the the tree like take him out, like whack him up against the wall. So we know, like, Ash isn't going to be able to take this down. And then out of nowhere, we see Jim Varney, Santa, like, jump in with, like, a makeshift battle axe and just cleave <laughs> the tree down the center. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing him, like, leaping off of the second floor, like, balcony. Yeah. Like, rah! Like, just very slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is amazing. Okay, so we have to get to a we have to get to a point with though where like the deadites are like winning. Like they're just like the people who are just like rushing in the the doors of the mall like are just to- replenishing like the deadite army. In fact, we should definitely cut to like a scene where it's like just in the middle of the gore and chaos and madness. You just cut to a scene outside of like, you know, some like, you know, white suburban lady and her kids pulling up outside and her kids are in the back seat of the car and they're just fighting over some handheld video game. Like it's my turn. No, it's my turn, man. They're fighting and and of course the mom is just you know she's just yelling at him like you know Blake Kobe you know enough of that or whatever you of know? course Blake of course <laughs> Blake and Colby you know oh and she's just like God. she's just yelling at him like you know like you will not embarrass me in the in, in the Kmart or whatever you know and they and they get out they get out of the car and she's oh. like straight straightening their collars and fixing their hair like mom and just you know like they're just a bunch of fucking little brats and then and then they're walking through the parking lot and you hear like this like sort of music you know Christmas music coming like in the, in the parking lot you know from yep. And then, like, you know, they're like, you know, oh, hey, you know, Mr. Willis. And she's saying hi to different folks and, you know, whatever. And then they go to open up the – she opens up, like, the door, you know, to, the, like, the, the mall, the main entrance or whatever. And, like, you know, like, come on, boys, hurry, hurry, hurry. And, they, and then as soon as she walks in and closes the door behind her, she, like, her eyes go wide. And it's just, like, this <laughs> absolute, like, chaos of darkness and fire and, like, flying bodies. And then just, like, deadites just rah, right in her face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. But this is how, and then like, right, and then right after that, like the deadites open up the doors, and they're just like ushering people in, like from the parking lot, like follow us, please, after us, please, right this way. <laughs> we also gotta have one moment where, like, maybe it's like at a, I don't know, like a kiosk or something that's like out near the chaos, right? We have someone like just actually shopping and being like, uh, same every year, you know, just. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Like totally unfazed. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh man, that'd be so good. Yeah, it's just like whatever. <laughs> and then have like you know walking away, and then suddenly like a deadite jumps him from off screen, like ah, just tackles him, <laughs> and you just see like bags of goods flop, like way too many goods to fit yeah. in that one bag, just like throwing up in the air from off camera. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh man. Ooh, okay, so oh, shit, that's funny. After, after, after all this, like uh, all this holiday joy, right? We, yep. we we have to get to a point since the Deadite Army is like replenishing itself, right? We have to get to the point where like the elves are losing, you know, Ash and, and Jim Varney Santa are losing, and they're like holed up somewhere. They're holed up behind like like the photo kiosk or something, you know. <laughs> right. And they're just like, what are we going to do? You know, and of course, Santa, he says, like, only oh, in a time like this, you know, the only thing that can save Christmas is a miracle, you know. And, and then yep. maybe maybe he just, like, puts his gun or his chainsaw down and just stands up. And then he does that thing where he just starts walking, like, 
with purpose right through the middle of like the chaos and the armies and like nobody's hitting him and like it goes to slow motion for a second and you start hearing like you know here comes Santa Claus here comes Santa Claus <laughs> <laughs> and he's just walking he's just walking straight at Dennis and Dennis like takes a look at him and he like zooms in and his eyes squint and you zoom in on Jim Varney's eyes and he squints and like you know he's like he's just gonna and he just walks straight up to him and. And, you know, and uh, Dennis has the Necronomicon. He's like, I got just the story for you. And he opens up the book. But then Santa, this is when Santa's like, oh, I've got something for you, too, here, Mr. Dennis. Like, here, I think you've always wanted this. And he pulls out yes! like a like a perfect like pewter Demogorgon or whatever would be like appropriate for like a, you know, D&D fan for the 90s. You know, like the AD&D, like, you know, ninth edition book or something. And he's like, oh, I've always wanted this. You know, like, and it's like the the miracle of like, you know, or the. The magic of miracle and love like saves the day, and Dennis like returns to normal somehow. You know. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. We could go that route, but I got an idea too. So have okay. have just what you said, where you know, walking down, it's like straight at Dennis. The Deadites all watching, like we do the slow motion. Here comes Santa Claus thing, and you know he gets gets up to Dennis and he tells him, even though you've been a very naughty boy this year, Santa yes. hasn't forgotten you, and he hands him a wrapped package, and we get that little like twinkle in Dennis's eye, like. Like, oh, for me, like, actually looks really happy. And he, he sets the book down for a moment, right? And then he goes nice. to open the open the box, and we see a cartoon-style bomb. Fuck yeah, yes. <laughs> and yes. Santa grabs the book and just whoops the fuck out of there as it explodes, <laughs> sending Dennis flying across the food court. Hell yeah. That's, okay, that's way better than my <laughs> idea. Yes, yes. He just, no, no. It sends his head across the, the food court because he just like he just he pops like a, like that one vampire in the stereo in the Lost Boys who yes. just like comes apart, you know. <laughs> so the, and you just see Jim Varney like doing that that run where his like his head's leaned way back, his knees are coming up real high, and his arms are just swinging, <laughs> just like whoop 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 whoop. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah it's just this huge explosion like dennis, dennis goes in pieces all the deadheads around him you know of course they all get like you know blown to bits right <laughs> but yeah but then at this point you start to see people who have been possessed not everybody but you start to see them like like what happened like where am i like yep oh god like I, you know i never shop at kb toys or whatever you know it's like, <laughs> right. they're just like how did i get over here and uh like like they're slowly starting to, t to turn to normal but then there's still some deadites who you know like you know we'll still get your souls like you know jolly man or you know whatever you know <laughs> fat boy <laughs> but this, and and but this, this is when like you know you know santa like calls in reinforcements and you start hearing like weird noises on the roof you know like or like yes. santa goes, he goes like a payphone and you know and of course ash is like who are you calling now and he's like gotta call in the reinforcements or whatever and then next thing you know like you know smashing down through like the ceiling vents and stuff is like a whole new army of like, elves like you know replenishments you know and this right. is when at this is when ash is looking at them and he's like what's going on he looks closer looks closer and he sees that like wait those pointed ears aren't fake like what's going on you know and this is and when he's starting to like realize what's happening so we have yes so we have the the elves like repelling from the ceiling and ash is like what the fuck like kind of looking around all shocked like maybe he has the necronomicon now because they needed the necronomicon to send the deadites back so you know santa throws the necronomicon to ash and he's like i gotta call somebody and then calls in the reinforcements so we have the montage of elves repelling in from the from the ceiling from the uh, uh the skylights and stuff but then like the front doors have them burst open and like a bunch of fucking reindeer come in with elves riding their like and they're just like impaling dead eyes. yes they're like war elks you know yeah. <laughs> 
they're all like decked out in like in like red and green and gold armor you know like like battle like 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 battle uh stallions you know <laughs> and ash is like looking around like wait a second no it can't be can it like yeah. it's just like just the slow-mo look around and then like he looks over at Santa Claus, who's laughing, like, oh, ho, ho, and he's bashing deadites. And he looks back at Ash, and he's like, you got some reading to do, boy. And he's like, send, the, send these naughty boys back to hell. I'm just picturing Santa Claus, like, ho, 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 this, like, mad glint in his eyes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, fuck, that's amazing. <laughs> So this is gonna course, be so much fun. Oh man! Of course, Ash is gonna fuck it all up. Like, so he's gonna he'll, he'll read the passages to like open the portal, right? And he opens it up. You know, Deadites go sucking back into the the portal, like the giant tree. Everything's sucking in, and like you know, it, it, so they they win. They they save the day. They they killed the Deadites or sent the Deadites back. But you know, we'll, we'll find out. There's got to be a stinger because Ash always fucks up. So we have the whole thing where we have our, our little closer. Where uh, where Santa gives Ash, you know, the present that he always wanted. Like they could be sitting there, like drenched in blood, you know, just kind of sitting down, like, oh, that was something, you know, like or another another Christmas successfully survived. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and and maybe Ash just like he turns to Santa and he's just like, how did you? Are you like? Did you like? He can't he can't quite put the like questions together. You know, like, yep. he's at a loss for words for once. And of course, Santa Claus he doesn't say anything. You know, he just like he stops one of the passing like you know war reindeer. You know, and he and he pulls a pack he pulls a package off of it and he hands it to Ash. Uh, and, and and Ash of course is like, what is this? And he wrap unwraps it just like Dennis. But instead of being a bomb, it's the you know, the GI Joe action soldier original <laughs> yeah. like, green fatigue from like 1964. And he's like, how did you know? <laughs> and then, then he just does the, like, the little wink and, like, touches his nose. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little twinkle in his eye. <laughs> yeah. And so that, then they, they ride off, you know, that we see the elves and the, the, the battle, the battle elks. <laughs> yeah. And Santa, they all take off into the sky and Ash is like, what the fuck? You know, and have him, like, pass out. Like, he faints, right? And then we have the next day, because it's still the Christmas season. We see, like, the workers, like, cleaning up the mess. And Ash <laughs> just having a drink at Applebee's. And then we have Dennis come up to him. And he's got, like, a giant scar all the way around his neck. And he's, he's like, I don't really remember what happened last night. Like, he's got, like, a really bad voice. <laughs> like, we must have tied one on. Because, <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know, it's going to be Ted Raimi. We want to have him come back for the end. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And Ash just hand, he hands him like a like an eggnog, you know, like you're gonna need this, you know. <laughs> oh, oh man. So we have him like we have all, like do all the cleanup, you know, and, and like the the start of the day is, is like the start of the uh, the shopping day is happening. So Ash goes over and like sits down at, at Santa's workshop and have you know the first kid come up and he's like you know what do you want for Christmas and it just he he spins his head toward the camera and goes your soul like does something nice. like this. <laughs> like almost repeating the Santa thing earlier and have Ash be like, no, no, with that credits, you know, <laughs> no, or, or, or alternate, alternate ending. Like, you know, he just, he just chokes the kid out and like twists his head off. And then like, he's covered in blood and he like looks up and all the parents and the other kids are just like staring at him in like <laughs> gape mouth shock. And like, and then like, you just hear one kid just start crying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
and it's like you know and then it's like you know the, the voiceover of like like nothing ever works out for old ash you know like whatever like fade to black you know yeah. <laughs> oh my god absolutely i love yes. the one kid crying that's... yes <laughs> <laughs> And it has to be that, like, total silence where everyone's just staring gape-mouthed and wide-eyed. And then you just get yeah. the one kid that goes, ah! like screaming. <laughs> right. Oh, oh. And then we, we – so they didn't they didn't have any, like, after-credit stingers in the original movies, but we got to do one, right? So we oh, – yeah. we, we, so we, 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 we cue, like, the uh, the metal covers of, like, Christmas music through the credits, <laughs> right? Yep. <laughs> Right. And then at the at the end of the credits, we cut back to like it's like, you know, the next year, like one year later and Ash is there again. And now he's playing Santa Claus again. But now he's like happy about it. He's like he's having a good time. You know, it's like he, he's kind of into it this year, you know, ho, ho, ho and all that. And then like, you know, out of nowhere, like, boom, out of like the, you know, the fake Santa's workshop comes like, you know, a war elk and a, and a, and a, and a one of like the main elves we had seen the year before. Like we got to have at least one elf, you know, who's kind of kind of a face we would recognize. Yeah. And he and he, he busts in. He's like, Ash, we need you. You got to come with me right away. And he's like, but it, but it's Christmas. He's like, but you don't understand. It's the misers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then you just see Ash. He just stands up and gets all serious and like pulls a shotgun out from under his Santa robe and just like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> like they're on the naughty list or something like yeah, some exactly. kind of one-liner yeah <laughs> oh my god yes that's amazing yes. oh yeah oh, i love dude. it this <laughs> i mean this went way quicker than i expected but holy yeah. shit dude like we got there I, though <laughs> this is way funnier than I expected it to be. Yeah, me too. This, yeah. I thought we were going to have this whole convoluted thing where like trying to figure oh. out like, how do we get Ash to the North pole? And like, who's the bad guy? Is it going to be like Jack Frost? Or I don't fucking know. But this whole thing, as soon as you said, like we're doing it in a mall, I'm like, Oh dude. Yeah. 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 All the light bulbs went off immediately for sure. <laughs> yep. Well, cause the, 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 what, what got me there uh, in the beginning was I, when I was trying to figure out like, what are we going to do with it? I was like, okay, well, it's, it's set in the '90s, like obviously, because we, we we did discuss that we were gonna do it before the TV show, so we were like, yeah. you know, like let, let's leave the TV show out of it. Um, so we'll we'll say like the if if a fourth movie was made after Army of Darkness, so I was like, okay, it'll be in the '90s. I'm like, wait a second, malls were huge in the '90s, and we had just discussed, and I can't remember if it was on Boogeyman's Closet or Count Creepy, it was one of those where we were discussing like movies where, you know, that take place in malls mm-hmm. and, and, Oh no, it was, it was Dawn of the dead. We were talking about that. Yeah. 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 Just like how that was a thing back in the day, how, how like a lot of horror movies took place in malls or like big clothes department stores or whatever. And it's like, yeah, of course it's a mall. Fucking everybody goes to the mall to see Santa when they're kid, you know, it's like that, of course. Nice. So that's yeah. like once that clicked, it was like, OK, we got to have fun. The, the, D, <laughs> the D&D thing that really just came up with, like, how do we get the Necronomicon involved? <laughs> yeah. like, no, that's perfect. No, that, that I don't know. You, you definitely came to the table with like the keys that we needed to like make it work. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm super stoked on it because all I knew is I wanted to have Ash and Santa like back to back against like an army of deadites. That's all I knew. It's all I had in my head, you know? <laughs> and I love the fact that because I was originally going like with a mall Santa as Jim Varney. But once you said the real Santa, I was like, oh, shit, this opens a lot of doors. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, well, just because it is, it is it is a movie about like the supernatural, like it's a franchise, I should say, about the supernatural. So I just assumed we got had to have the real Santa in there, especially when you think about like a lot of really good Christmas movies. Like somehow yeah. there's always like one character who's like secretly really Santa Claus, and it's like you know nobody really knew, and it's like oh, it's the magic of the holiday, you know? Yep, exactly. <laughs> there's there's the magic of Christmas. You know? But oh my god, like now I want I this that. to be a real thing because. As, as you well know, like I am a huge, huge fan of Christmas horror. Um, it's 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 a comfort food for me. I, I, in fact, I think it is my favorite holiday horror film. Um, like, I mean, a lot of people love, you know, movies that take place on Halloween. And don't get me wrong. Halloween's one of my favorite holidays. But there's something about taking the joyful nature of Christmas and <laughs> turning it like crazy and bloody that I just find endlessly amusing. <laughs> like I, I, I recently saw Violent Night and dude, I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna go on record and say it. That is one of the best fucking Christmas movies I've seen in a long time. Oh, dude, I can't wait for that one. Yeah, I wanna it, see it so bad. It's Die Hard and Home Alone with Santa Claus. It's a <laughs> nice thing. It's just it's it is violent, it's funny, like I was in tears on several of them. Like I don't want to ruin anything, <laughs> but several of the kills. I was like, holy shit, that is hilarious. Nice. Um but yeah, like those types of Christmas horror movies or or that wasn't even really a horror movie. It was, it was an, a, a brutal action movie um, like that kind of shit. I eat up like I and and I yeah. spend oh, yeah. most of December watching that, like pretty much everything I've watched this month already has either been like the heartfelt Christmas movies, like a Christmas story and the, the new one, a Christmas story Christmas or shit like black christmas um you know silent night deadly night krampus like i've been watching all that i watched die hard a couple of days ago <laughs> like, oh yeah fuck yeah you gotta watch die hard for sure yeah, yeah. it's violent and and gory christmas i love it yeah i love it too actually i haven't watched a lot of christmas movies this year uh mostly because uh christina uh my wife for those who don't know was out of town working and so it was just me and the kids and there was just a lot of things that we didn't do this year that we normally would have done um you know including our normal like uh round of you know or our normal stable of christmas movies that we watch so we watched like you know a christmas story and national lampoon's christmas vacation and, you know some of those yep. ones but we haven't really had like the whole family together so it hasn't felt like a normal christmas season at least not yet and now we're going to actually going to be in england for christmas we're leaving next week so mm -hmm. um you know we're not going to be home either so it's kind of a strange holiday season for us so i i haven't seen a christmas story christmas yet i'm going to watch it um this week and now that christina is home so we can watch it together because of course a christmas story the original is my all-time favorite movie uh, yep. <laughs> and i have the leg lamp tattooed um but i do also really love this sort of like unusual you know christmas movies like you know for me yeah die hard is that was actually the first one that we watched this yep. year like you got to start with a bang um and i actually Liter funny literally <laughs> exactly um and speaking of tattoos i actually also have a necronomicon tattoo as well on my ankle which is which doubles as a as a friday the 13th uh tattoo that the holiday not the movie because it has a 13 hidden in the folds of it um but yeah anyway so I love nice. this, this movie, and actually, I'm just googling it now and realizing that uh, there actually was an Ashes Christmas horror special that Dynamite Comics put out in 2008 oh, that looks pretty fun. So I've actually I, I've read some of the Dynamite Army of Darkness and Ash comics that they did, but I actually never saw this one. So that's yeah, pretty fucking dope, and I am definitely going to probably find that uh, i will pirate that online somewhere <laughs> <laughs> i say yeah uh, i would be interested in seeing that myself but 
Um, but no, like, see, for for me, like the the Evil Dead stuff, I I didn't read a lot of the comics. I read some of them. Um, I did, however, play all of the video games except for the newest one because I'm not big on um the the modern style horror arena games where it's like you know you can only play it online multiplayer and all that. Sure. Like, I mean, you know, the Friday the Thirteenth one was a hell of a lot of fun, but if you got a bad group, it totally ruined the experience. So. Mm-hmm. You know, with when Evil Dead came out and now Killer Clowns is coming out and Texas Chainsaw is coming out. And it's like they all look really fun, but I wish there was a single player option. Yes. Um, but I did, however, play uh, Hail to the King, uh, Fistful of Boomstick. And I believe it was <laughs> Generation was the last one. One of those R words. Um, <laughs> God, I hate those. <laughs> but like those were all fun. And all of them are are, are really fucking short. Um, and, and of course, got horrible reviews because... <laughs> The control is rough <laughs> on all of them, but once you get used to the controls, they're fun. But yeah, like I said, the Evil Dead franchise kind of does its own thing with every entry, and I think that's part of the magic of it. Yeah, know? I think so too. Yeah, you can literally watch any of the movies in any order. Um, I don't remember all of the comics in detail, but I do remember they do a pretty good job of just telling you who Ash is at the beginning. So it's pretty easy to just pick up any of the comic book series and just read them. So I I don't know how the TV show does things. But yeah, for the most part, it's one of those really, really easy entry franchises where you can literally just pick one and go. Yeah. Well, it's like I love that. I I remember uh, the one I did read a lot of was uh, the uh, Jason versus Freddy versus Ash. That was good. Um, yeah, I, I really, I really liked that one. Um, I, man, I wish, I wish I could find all my issues. Um, I should have bought the trades when they came out because now it's like impossible to get them, but uh, without being ridiculously expensive. Oh yeah, any any Friday the Thirteenth comic book is just ridiculously expensive, no matter like what the print run was. So even the even the Army Darkness ones, maybe not quite as rare and uh desired but yeah definitely hold on to those for sure <laughs> oh yeah yeah no the, the, well that's the, the other thing though the wild storm um horror books that were coming out in the early 2000s that mm-hmm. I, I was buying like you know the friday the 13th uh with i think jimmy palmiotti was involved in that one if i remember correctly yeah um, yeah and i think it was like sook was doing the covers i used to love the covers oh the, the, that fr- those friday the 13th books were great like the story was great the art was gorgeous like i really liked those in fact i remember the friday the 13th um uh first i think it was a six issue run whatever the first story arc was that mm. was one of the only times i literally jumped from reading a comic book Oh, nice. because there was a page turn that it was just like it it was very much like when in the movies you open the door and Jason's right there. <laughs> it was like the page turn. It was like, boom, just giant imposing Jason. I was like, oh, shit. Like it, made, it literally made me jump. Like, And then yeah. I started laughing because I'm like, I just jumped at a still image. <laughs> but, Those were yeah. really good. Yeah, it was a six issue series from 2007. I just looked it up. And you're right. Yeah. Justin Palmiani and Jimmy Gray were the co-writers on that. Sorry. Jimmy Palmiotti and Justin Gray yeah. were the co-writers on that. And they've been they've been a writing pair for a super, super long time. I think probably most well known for Jonah Hex, but they've done a shitload yep. of stuff. But yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed that. The the Texas Chainsaw run. I remember the Nightmare on Elm Street one being really weak. Um, but I really liked Texas Chainsaw and um uh Friday the thirteenth. And then of course, you know, like uh they did stuff like The Hills Have Eyes, they did the um uh Ash for, or yeah, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash and, and all that. Um, and I, and I was, I was really into all of those, but I never bought any of the trades and I should have <laughs> because like, <laughs> yeah. then I could have them on my shelf. But, uh, but yeah, no, I don't know how we got in that little 
horror comic tangent, but yeah, good stuff. Hey, if, if you hey, haven't, read it. Rabbit trails are awesome. Yeah, and I'm kicking myself because I used to have some of those Friday the 13th comics, and I went through this very ill-advised um, period in the early 2000s, or I should say the early 2010s, where I was purging stuff from my collection, and I was really, really doubling down on like squarebound, like you know, hardcovers and paperback collections, and so. Even though I never got the Friday the 13th Wildstorm comics in trade paperback, I ended up getting rid of the issues that I had because I was like, oh, I'll just buy the trade, like no big deal. And I had somebody who wanted to buy them at the time. And like, like I said, any Friday the 13th comic is like worth a little bit of money. So I was like, oh, cool, I'll just sell these and get the trade. But then I never did. And now they're fucking crazy expensive and mm-hmm. I'm kicking myself. And, and, and then I have a whole bunch of examples of that. Like I got ahead of myself trying to purge things out of my collection and quite frankly, like make some money at a period of time when I was kind of broke, you know. Yep. And then was just never able to replace some of those things. So I still have that on a list and I'm still looking on eBay all the time for like a decent deal. Oh yeah. No, the, the Friday the 13th one is definitely one that I, I periodically look for. Um, anytime, like I have a chance to like look at used trade paperbacks. I always look for that. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. Uh, all the time. Yeah. Really any of those Wildstorm ones I would buy. Cause I do have the Hills have eyes uh, trade. Mm. Mm-hmm. That came out, and I believe it was Wildstorm that put that one out. It could have been, it might have been Avatar. I don't know. It was, I remember it being not so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a whole spate of uh, horror comics in the late 2000s, early 2010s. Wildstorm, Avatar, uh, Dynamite, uh, even, I think even Devil's Do. They were all like licensing properties. And we really just, the, the 2000s was like the decade of licensed properties. But it took them a while to get around to the horror ones. But when they did, there was a buttload of them. They weren't all good. Yeah. The Friday the 13th from Wildstorm was probably the best of the bunch although yeah. some of the nightmare ones were weren't bad um I I did like and I know I brought this up multiple times Chaos Comics did a Halloween three issue run and that oh. was amazing um there was a lot of, of of those like quick like just you know in and out type of horror stories it was like wow that was really good they should have done more with that and then it just yeah. never happened yep yeah they 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 only had the license for like a short period of time or or whatever and of course now they're super hard to find. Those are like some some of my holy grails, you know. I, yeah. I don't collect collect a lot of really old comics. I tend to I tend to only really collect comics like from my lifetime. I don't tend to go back, uh, or at least from when I started collecting in 1990. So I don't don't tend to go too much older than that, unless it's you know a specific like creator of book that I'm really into. So I'm not the kind of person who's going to go back and get those like slabbed you know Spider Mans in the 60s or whatever. But right. I, I have my holy grails, which are like the low print run kind of independent uh, publishing uh, books from like the 90s and the early 2000s where, you know, the industry was just putting out a shitload of stuff and a lot of it just kind of went away or, you know, they only sold like 100 copies of it and then good luck ever finding one. So <laughs> those are the things that, I, that I'm always hunting down. Yep. Uh, but anyway, so this is a good episode. I am super stoked that this came together because I was a little bit. I won't say nervous. I was a little uh, trepidatious that it was going to be a little boring, honestly. I knew we could get a story together, and I had kind of like a – I had kind of a stock plot line in my back pocket of like if nothing makes sense organically, I'll just whip this baby out, and we'll just tell this very generic you know, Christmas (laughs) storyline and just stick ash in it. But no, I think this is like the best that I could have imagined if we were laughing so much. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't think we've we've laughed this hard at an episode uh, since Slasher Camp. Like I think Slasher Camp was by far the one we've laughed the most at. 
Yeah, I think so. Slasher Camp was a fucking blast. That one, and just like very much like this one, it was like we were kind of jumping all over the place. And if we if you were to like actually write this all down, you'd be like, wait, what about this? And what about this? And like you guys left out this whole chunk here. I'm like, whatever. Like we were having a good time, you know. <laughs> it's it's an elevator pitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're just exactly. kind of pitching scenes. <laughs> we're just improving. Hey, you don't go to an, into an improv comedy show and expect a whole fucking three act play, I and mean, that's not how it works, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and speaking of which, you know, when we started this podcast last year, I never would have thought that we would end up doing a podcast where we basically just do like improv comedy. Like mm-hmm. that, that when we started batting around the idea of like, man, we should really do a podcast together. You know, I was having a ton of fun coming on the Boogeyman's Closet as a guest. And you and I always have a great time talking about <laughs> damn near anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So when we were, we were trying, trying to come up with a concept, because I'm like, look, if we're going to do a podcast, like it needs to have some kind of a hook. If mm-hmm. if any if anything, just so that we kind of know what to do week to week or, or, or you know, month to month. And, it, and a, a hook is great just to promote the show and market the show and maybe grab a niche audience. But at the very least, we got to have some kind of a theme. So it's not just like random nonsense, you know. Uh, obviously in the Boogeyman's Closet, plug time, right? You guys feature horror <laughs> movies, right? And you have like this, you have audience participation with the voting. And then on Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash, you guys talk about toys and sort of, I'll call it trash culture, right? Pop yep. culture that sort of like exists on the margins, you know, bad horror movies and, <laughs> you know, collectible toys and, you know, stuff like that. You know, of course, so it's come to this. They focus on standout episodes of The Simpsons and, you know, Heretic Party has a really, really cool hook uh, talking about like living, you know, an ex-religious life, uh, but again, kind of from this 80s and 90s generation. Notice that I'm plugging all of the podcasts from the Red I, Pantheon at redpantheon.com. <laughs> yep, I was gonna say I am noticing that. <laughs> um, yeah, so like I really needed needed a theme when it came to this podcast, and you know, we talked about should we talk about movies? Should we talk about comics? You know, should we? You know, what should we do? Right? And eventually, it was like, oh, we'll just kind of like you know, we'll we'll do like these sort of like what if sequels and remakes, and it'll be a, sort of a fun exercise. And I I, I ne- for some reason I never thought we would have ended up with an improv comedy podcast, and I hope that people think it's funny the way that we do. But <laughs> I know, right? Like, <laughs> it's weird how life, uh, you know, throws you, throws you a curveball sometimes. And it's like, how did I ended up doing this? You know? You know, and the funny thing is, like, when we started, it, much like any project you and I have done together, uh, the initial base is overly convoluted. And, like, we get we, we get way too ahead of ourselves. And then we have to pull it back. We have to rein it in. And, like, when we first started, it was, like, the whole idea was, like, we have, like, uh, a fake rental store with all of these different categories. And it was like, we're going to take a a franchise and do like, fuck it, throw the whole thing out and start over. What would we done if we had the reins yep. or like, you know, Hey, these three sequels were good, but fuck that fourth one. Let's, let's redo <laughs> it. You know? Yep. And we had, so we had all these different categories of how to like fix or redo or talk about properties that, you know, we, we loved as, as kids and, and young adults. Um, and then eventually it just kind of became this organically where we're like, you know, it was more fun talking about what ifs, you know? So like, let's just pick a topic and do a what if, like, you know, what if this sequel didn't suck? How would we have done it? You know, <laughs> or like, you know, Hey, this movie never got a sequel. We should sequelize it. Or what if this was brought back as a television show? Like it all just became what ifs. And I mean, it's kind of like how the boogeyman's closet when it, when it initially started, we were just another like, hey, let's talk about this movie, assume you've seen it type of podcast. 
And it wasn't until like we had a few episodes where like it kind of seemed like the the talking was was petering out, like we didn't know what to say. Um, that I started like just being like, well, then the next scene, this happened, and then kind of giving us something to talk about. And it slowly mm-hmm. and organically kind of became an okay, we're gonna talk about the film beat for beat and kind of talk about what happens in that. And that's how we kind of found our niche among the uh, like the the tons of other horror podcasts out there that's just like, hey, did you guys see Halloween ends? Yeah, it sucked. You know what was sucky about it was this, and they should have done this. And because and, and <laughs> right. not that there's anything wrong with those types of podcasts, but there's a lot of them, and there are people that do them really, really good. So it's like, how are we going to stand out amongst those types of podcasts that are already very well covered? And and it wasn't until a, a few listeners were like, hey, I really like the fact that. I can listen to this episode even if I haven't seen the movie and kind of still feel like I've seen it while you know listening to you guys talk about it. And I was like, all right, I guess that's what we're doing from now on. <laughs> so. Yeah, totally. And I, I'm one of those people too. And not being like you know a huge horror guy, as I've mentioned you know multiple times before, I like that format. And I gave you some feedback as well, thinking like I like being able to listen to your episode because I don't want to listen to Silent Night, Deadly Night three, like or watch that. <laughs> like I I never ever ever want to watch it. So thank you for watching it for me and explaining it to me beat for beat, so I know. But like and now I know the whole story. Like I know the characters' names and I know everything happens and like the twists and turns and like it's it's very spoilerific but like that's exactly what i want because you know i listened to some other i listened to at least one other movie podcast and that's just one that i like that's uh that's really really well done and like a super high production value has been around for a long time and they do a similar format where they kind of go through the plot and then they kind of go through it like you know act per act but they jump around a lot and they really talk more about like the grand scope of the movie and it's full of spoilers but they're really just more focused on like like, you know, as a filmmaker, what would I have done? Or is this, does this hold up to this other movie or whatever? And it's fine. But like, if you haven't seen the movie, it's, it's there's not enough there for you to like be able to follow along. So yeah, Boogeyman's right. Closet's great because you don't need to see the movie. And if you don't care about spoilers, cause you're never going to watch that piece of crap, then, you know, <laughs> just, then just enjoy. And if you have seen it, then it's like, Oh, cool. It's like, you get to sit in a room with your friends and like, you know, talk about this awesome movie that you love. Even, even if you're not like, you know, a guest on the episode, it's like, that's kind of right. what the, what listening to it feels like. It's like you're, you and your friends are sitting around going, Oh, you know, no, no, it was cool. That one scene, you know, <laughs> I, I, I do that every time I'm listening to uh, So It's Come to This, where they'll be talking about an episode I've seen, and I'm like, oh my god, I also like when they say that, like, and I'm, I'm sitting there, like, quoting my favorite lines. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, great. I remember that one. <laughs> yeah, and to your point, like, when we first started Race by Rentals, it was very much supposed to be this sort of, like, you know, fictitious rental store idea. Like you said, we had, these, had all these categories, and we had these, like, uh, lines of, like, dialogue and catchphrases that we were trying to use. And But really, it was just, I was trying to pile up as much as I could so that we could figure out what worked, you know, and we definitely overthought it a lot. But yeah, to your point, I thought it was going to be more of like, let's look at this franchise and talk in general about how it could be better like whether right. it's whether we do like an improv story like we did in our first episode or I, we, we had originally planned on doing other episodes where we wouldn't improv a story it would be more of like okay i'm a hollywood exec here's the bible for this franchise that's you know that goes into movies and tv and video games or whatever what would i have done differently to like position this franchise to the fans 
but also in the market to like be more successful, you know, and kind of like, what if the business part of it, but we never really got into doing any of that because the, what if storytelling part was like the most fun. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, I um, like this part. <laughs> yeah. So we just stuck with what worked, you know, and honestly, by the, by the, I think third episode, our Goonies episode, I think we had really kind of started to settle into it. And by our fourth episode, the Nightmare on Elm Street special, which was your first birthday special, like we were like yep. off, to, off to the races, you know, it's like, we, yeah. this, maybe not everything had gelled exactly, but we had like our opening, our outro, our catchphrase, like, you know, we were doing the, the stingers at the end of the episode, the little uh, audio clips that I put at the end, which started yep. in, in and that started in the, thir- in the third episode because the whole time I watch Goonies, every single time I watch Goonies, I just I'm just waiting for Ma Fratelli to be like, "Kids suck." So <laughs> I, I just I wanted to put that in the episode somewhere, but I don't normally edit in a lot of like sound effects and clips and you know other things like that because I want to keep I want to keep it very conversational. I want people yeah. who are listening to this to believe that we really are just making it up as we go along and like organically coming up with a story, you know, which we do. And like, spoiler alert, yes, we edit stuff out, but mostly it's bathroom breaks and coughing and, you know, audio (laughs) problems. And like, we very, very rarely change anything about the story. You know, I will occasionally edit out something that one of us said that didn't go anywhere. So it was like, yeah, that was, that was pointless or, there's been some times when we've said things that we've then realized, wait, that's another episode. Like, chop it out. Don't spoil the next episode. Which actually, this yep. episode here partly came out of that. And I had actually removed part of a previous episode where we were kind of talking about what would we do with a Christmas special, you know. Um, but, yeah, that kind of, like, segues me into what I wanted to talk about at the beginning, which is, like, a little bit of, like, the facts and figures and the statistics of our season one year in review. Yeah, so for anyone who isn't interested in listening to some facts and figures and statistics about the last year of our show, this is your chance to uh, go ahead and get out of here. It's a fine. Thanks for coming along and enjoying our year and enjoying our new holiday special about uh, Ash and uh, the real Santa Claus. And so, yeah, go ahead and feel free to mark this episode as played and get out of here. And I'll just say uh, I'm Josh. I'm Mike. And we have to return some videotapes. And for the rest of you who are still here, hey, thanks for sticking around. You guys are the true nerds. (laughs) This is is the after credit stinger. Yeah, this this, this is what you get. Some people get like, you know, cool cameos by new characters or funny jokes. But you guys get to listen to me talk about some statistics about uh, episode length and topic uh, frequency. Um. Yeah. So I'm like, this is all new to you as well, because I just kind of put these together today. But yeah, I I think it's interesting. So in our first year, our first season, not including the episode that we're doing right now. Uh, so we did 35 total episodes, um, which for a show that was intended originally to be biweekly, you would think we would have done 26 episodes. Uh, so I'm 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 pretty happy with the fact that we got that those extra nine in there. So absolutely. We did 25 improv improve episodes. We did one episode every other week, like clockwork for the entire year. We did not end up taking a break until after our Thanksgiving special. We took our very, very first break, uh, primarily to have time to record the Dawn of the Dead uh, <laughs> birthday special for Michael May that appeared on the Boogeyman's Closet just recently. Mm-hmm. But also, I was traveling during that time, and it would have been hard for me to record. So it was nice. After 25 improvs in a row to finally get a chance to take a break from our regular schedule i thought was pretty good like i'm pretty proud of that right oh absolutely Um, and 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 in the meantime we did so i mentioned um 
uh, we did 35 episodes total because we did 10 off-week specials scattered around in between those starting in, I think it was April, where we did nine rental rants and then we did one Super Gushers episode so far. And mm-hmm. we do have plans to do more of those. And actually, one of those rental rants, the the angry Raised by Rentals nerds episode, we actually <laughs> did a combination of a rant and an improv where we bitched about bad NES video game adaptations. And then we were like, look, they could have made this really cool Friday the 13th one. So here's here we go. <laughs> yep. Um, and that actually ended up being the franchise that we touched on the most was Friday the 13th. It was in our first episode, obviously. And then we touched on it a little bit in the NES uh, What If uh, game adaptation. And then again in our Slasher Camp episode where oh, we, yeah. we did a crossover with Nightmare on Elm Street. And those are the only franchises that we actually returned to. The only ones that we did more than once are on more than one episode uh, was Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. Um but we did a couple other crossovers. Of course, we did our Arnieverse. We did two Arnieverse <laughs> episodes where we crossed over uh, Terminator and Commando, and then we did Conan and The Last Action Hero. Um, so that, that and I definitely want to get back to doing more of those as well. Like those those were super fun. Okay. Um, let, me th- let me think some other cool little stats here. We so we covered. Two board games, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, Snakes and Ladders and uh, Trouble. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Trouble was the one that kicked it off with the board games. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I, I can't really rank any of these ones, but man, I really liked the Trouble episode. I got to say, yeah. I don't know if I'd call it like a favorite, but man, it's definitely up there for me. That, that one was one of those episodes where it's like, dude, we can really have some fun with this improv shit. If we can make a horror, like survival horror sci-fi movie out of <laughs> trouble, the board game with the pop bubble. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's. Yeah, I remember walking away from that episode being really jazzed about, like, what we could do with other board games. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then we th- we've done Snakes and Ladders, but we haven't gotten back to it yet. Um, we did one comic book, which was Wildcats. We did 23 movies and or movie franchises. So that's clearly like where we focused the most mm-hmm. um, we did the one toy line which was our we did another one of our rental rants it was a special with Michael May uh, where we talked about a sort of what if like G.I. Joe toy line rather than doing an actual rant it was sort of a weird special you know that in, in retrospect we should have just made it a regular episode I'm not sure why we did a rental rant but that's okay it was mm-hmm. still a lot it was still fun um, and then we did one trailer <laughs> that was the Thanksgiving one. It was a, a sort of a fake. And that's also the only episode to ever be based on a franchise that isn't from the VHS era. Um, Cause it yeah. came out after it came out in what, 2007, I think. Yeah. Um, and then we did two, we only did two TV shows the whole time. Only two, uh, which I thought was, we did one, one of them was SNL and the other one, which could be, we did our Matt Foley episode. That's right. <laughs> All the yeah. dark Matt Foley episode. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. And then the other one was what was that other one we did? Um, oh no! So we that actually that was the only improv we did based on a TV show. The only one, believe it or not, was SNL. Like I really thought we would have done more. Uh, yeah. The only one we did about TV was uh, it wasn't a topic, but it was we t- we had a rental rant where we talked about TV shows being too fucking long. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and technically we did take a movie franchise and turn it into a TV show with, with Police Academy. Yes, yes. That, so so that's uh, that's the segue to the next topic here. So, but real quick, we did and we did two video games where we like 
were that was our base you know property right we did yeah. uh, street street fighter mm-hmm. and and then of course the Friday the 13th one i mentioned so again we only actually did one episode one improv that started with a video game even though we have a ton of ideas for other ones and we only well, did one improv that started with a tv show super mario brothers because we did the oh, mario oh, brothers yeah. one yeah you you are correct you are correct somehow i have Mark this. Oh, you know what? It's because the Super Mario Brothers one. I had it marked down as a movie. But yeah, you're right. That 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 definitely counts as a video game too. So, but still, that's not. We didn't really do a lot of video games either. So mm-hmm. we 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 clearly did a shitload of movies, which is fine. But this is more of like thinking about next year. Like, hmm, we have a lot of ideas for TV and video games, especially. So we really need to prioritize some of those. Some of them are just hard, and it's like I don't wanna. <laughs> yeah. That, unfortunately, I think that's the biggest thing that trips us up. Is where it's like, okay, what is our schedule for the next couple of weeks and how much homework is involved? (laughs) Because I I know we've been I don't want to say what we've been talking about, but there is a particular property that we have talked about tackling at least two other times um, Mm -hmm. that kept getting put on the back burner because it's just so much media involved with it. Yep, 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 yep. Well, especially with you doing the Buggy Man's Closet, where you're already watching four or five movies like multiple times for your other <laughs> yeah. podcast, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I don't like a lot of homework. And then sometimes it's just we normally record on days where you have to go to work when we're finished. So there's a time limit. And there are some topics that I know are going to take us a little bit longer because there's a lot of elements. And so we could do like a, maybe an extra long special someday. Yeah. Um, and we've had people who want to guest that I still want to have come on and guest star. But again, because of the, either the time limit or the homework involved, we, we just haven't gotten to those. But trust me, they're still on the docket. So, yeah, we've had two guests on. My brother, Justin von Strasberg, and then Michael May uh, has been on twice. So he's so far our most returning guest. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but in terms of – so that's when we started in terms of, like, properties we riffed off of and then what we did with them. So we did five movie adaptations of things that weren't movies originally. Um, and so, like – and now, of course, I'm like, wait a second. What, what did we do? Th- what, when did we do those? Like, what did we do? What did we turn – what did we turn – oh, we turned Trouble into a movie, obviously. We just talked yep. about that. Uh, and, and we Snakes did, and Ladders. And, yeah, and, and SNL and, yeah, basically the things that, like, weren't movies and, of course, the Wildcats – um, we did 10 movie sequels, which again, that's kind of where we tend to go, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then we did one TV series, which is the police Academy. That's the only one so far where we took something and turned it into a TV pitch. Um, we did the three crossovers that I already mentioned. And then we did seven, what I call a do over where it's like, it's not, it wasn't really a remake because we basically were like, look, they made a movie and it sucked. So like, if we could do it instead, you know, like, <laughs> or maybe it didn't suck, but like it didn't live up to its potential, like critters and chud, you know, like we could have, we could have done something so much better. Super Mario brothers again, was another one of those. Yeah. So there were seven of those. So yeah, definitely. We tend to definitely do movies and then either sequels or do overs that's probably well, probably 80% of the time. <laughs> keep, keep in mind with Super Mario Brothers, we set out to do a do-over. And what yeah. we found was that the original movie is actually a lot of fun. So we just oh, sequelized it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're totally right. See, I'm looking at all these numbers and I'm like, things start to like bleed together. So yeah, I'm going to yep. change that to sequel. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember like both of us were like, we 100% we went into that going like, yeah, that movie sucked, right? Yeah, it totally sucked. Yeah, yeah. It sucked. <laughs> yeah. And then like I was watching it 
And I remember texting you going, dude, this actually isn't that bad. And you were like, I know. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I was yeah, like, exactly. it's kind that's right. of fun. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, yeah. So, yeah. So that's six do-overs and 11 sequels then. Yeah, you're right. Because the, the, <laughs> the, the, the Super Mario Bros. movie actually is a fun movie. I mean, it's dumb, but it's a fun movie. Oh, yeah. You know, like, it, and it's like, like as, if you can accept what they're doing with the franchise, because it's not Super Mario Bros. Like, it's totally a weird post-apocalyptic take on Super Mario Brothers. But if you can swallow the premise, what's there as a film is a lot of fun. For sure, for sure, yeah. And then um, moving on from there, we did, let's see, genres. And so you're going to have to kind of take my word on the genres because we can argue (laughs) about, we can can argue about some of these, you know what I mean? And some Mm -hmm. of them I'm like, I don't really know. Like, what's the genre for Snakes and Ladders in Trouble? Is there a genre there? (laughs) not really um yeah and then so i just called them family friendly you know like if it was like a disney movie they would kind of fit that category right so yeah so we did so we did and those those are the only two that we did that were like family friendly to begin with um (laughs) but we did four of what i would call like an action movie um and then we did three of what i called an adventure movie which was like goonies um, and Super Mario Brothers, again, was another one where it's like, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, how else would you really define that? You know, to me, I, adventure seems like a pretty good genre. Um, yeah. And then we only did two that I thought were just straight up comedy to begin with. Like, just comedy in the sense of, like, this is something that's supposed to, like, elicit yucks. You know, <laughs> like, it's a yuck yuck right. fest, which is the SNL, like, Matt Foley skit. Uh, and then the other one that I put down was... What was the other one now? Hmm. Summer school? <laughs> no, Police Academy. Police Academy. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I put Summer School and Teen Wolf down as what I would refer to as like a teen comedy, you know, okay. like um, because, yeah, they're comedies. But like, are they really, though? Like, is Teen Wolf really a comedy? Like, that's kind of a question. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess in the video story it would be. But like, is it really funny, Teen Wolf? Like, I don't <laughs> I don't know that it is, you know, yeah. like it's a good story. But like Real Genius and uh, Revenge of the Nerds are the other ones that I put into like teen comedy. Plus, we talked oh, a lot yeah. about that genre being kind of like prevalent, you know, at that time. Um, yeah. So we did four teen comedies. We did two fantasy. Um, we did one like, fighting game, like video game, <laughs> which I guess is kind of action, too. Uh, we did one superhero, which was the Wildcats comic. And then we did 10 horror. So, again, horror does stand <laughs> out. I was right. We do do a lot of horror movies. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, maybe going in next year, we could uh, we're not going to cut the horror out because it's the most fun. But maybe maybe not as much. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and to to be fair, like. Even the non-horror ones, some of them we still went dark with. Because, like, Revenge of the Nerds, we tur- we we fixed and then turned into a horror movie. We were like, let's yeah. flip the script and make it be... Because that was the whole idea of, like, let's take a comedy and turn it into a horror movie. And then we took a horror movie and turned it into a comedy, yeah, you know, yeah. with Slasher Camp. Um, but then, like, even Real Genius Part 2, we kind of went dark. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like... Yep. <laughs> with. What's his name's uh, breakdown? Oh, I can't think of the bad guy. Kent. Um, Kent. Kent. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, with yeah. Kent's breakdown. Um, you know, and then like even like the Matt Foley one, like we went really dark. Like it wasn't horror, but it was dark. <laughs> you know, it was like yeah. a, a man breaking down. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And we ended up with 11 horror improvs. Some of those started off as horror and, and some of them started off as something else, you know, and, and so in some cases we started with horror and ended with something else like Sasha camp, right. Which, you know, for <laughs> yeah. me, it was totally like a comedy or a teen comedy for sure. Oh, uh, yeah. Even though it has like horror elements, you know, but you can't, we could get into all the gray areas of like, well, it's a romance with zombie elements. Like, no, no, just pick one. Like I'm just trying to pick one. You know? Yep. <laughs> totally. Anyway, as I say on the Boogeyman's Closet all the time, if it has a toe in the horror sandbox, it's fair game. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. So for me, I think adding darkness to anything, it's really just adding like pathos and like yeah. emotion and empathy. And to me, like that's always good storytelling. you got to go to a dark place to get to a good place, you know, if, it, it, no matter what you're doing. Like even most comedy movies, you end up in like a rock bottom situation at some point. Like that's that's just good storytelling. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, I don't want to go on and on about all of this stuff. Uh, I will say we did uh, our longest episode uh, that was an improv was Nightmares on Elm Street. So originally entitled Nightmare on Elm Street or Nightmares on Elm Street. And I like retroactively changed the title to Nightmares on Elm Streets. I pluralized yep. both of them because I was like, duh, why didn't I do that in the first place? Especially <laughs> when we talked about all the different Elm Streets across America. Yep. Um, Yes, yeah, so that was two hours and 50 minutes. And I think it might be the longest uh, franchise that we tackled. Because we talked about Friday the 13th, but we didn't talk about, like, every movie. But we we really yeah. went through all the movies in that Nightmares episode. We did. Yeah, we talked about it. Because even, yeah, because that outpaces Police Academy. And mm-hmm. Police Academy, that's a, that's a big franchise. Because I remember <laughs> prior to recording that... <laughs> sitting down and watching all was it six episodes or six movies? seven movies there's seven, seven movies. movies that's right yeah. the moscow one i always forget about that one yeah everyone does um, <laughs> mission to moscow um but yeah because i that was it was part six and part seven that i had never seen before watching mm-hmm. uh for the show and and that was one of those things and again it was right around christmas time um that we i think because i think it came out in january but we recorded like after christmas like right after christmas i think it was um but I remember watching it leading up to Christmas because I was at work yeah. and mm-hmm. I, I watched like the first three movies at work while I was working on Christmas gifts. <laughs> <laughs> then I watched like the next couple at home while I was wrapping Christmas gifts. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of homework. And that, that's part of, what you're, part of what you're talking about. Like sometimes it's like, oh, man, like I watched I didn't watch every Nightmare on Elm Street movie, but I watched six of them. And I was like, yep. God, why am I watching all of these again? <laughs> you know, I watched all of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies except for Freddy versus Jason and the remake, um, which I started to watch the remake, but I ran out of time. It was like I got it like about a half an hour in before it was mm-hmm. time to record. <laughs> it's like I got yeah. it. Well, you know, I watched the remake at a, at a different time, but it was like recent enough because we did talk about that on another episode. So actually, hang on. I want I watched every Nightmare movie either for the episode specifically or like recently enough that it was like fresh in my head, except for New Nightmare. That was the only one that I didn't have like at my fingertips. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, so that was our longest episode. Our longest rental rant or off week special episode uh, actually was the Super Gushers episode that ran an, uh, an hour and 31. But if we count just rental rants, an hour and 24 was our your Kung Fu grip is old and now you must die, which is what we had. <laughs> we had Michael May come on and we, we improved and did a what if like G.I. Joe uh, toy line uh, concept that was pretty yeah. fun. Um, our shortest improv was, believe it or not, Slasher Camp. Slasher Camp was the shortest episode at 119. 
which wow. again, it seemed longer because we were just having a blast with it. But yeah, I think it's, with Slasher Campus because we got we that was one of those ones we jumped right in because yeah. you and I we talked off the air. Uh, I think for like we we chatted for a while, not about the property, but just like you know our our normal chatting and like you know uh, talking about like the show in general and stuff. And then we started recording and we kind of like just jumped right in because yeah. I remember like pitching you uh, my opening. And like mm-hmm. once I got to the, the whole like people, let me tell you about my best. <laughs> like it was so just funny. we were off and it's running. <laughs> it's still fun. Yeah. Yeah. We just went we went right for that one. Yeah. yeah. And we didn't we didn't spend a lot of time talking about, well, listeners, this is what Friday the 13th is. You know, like yeah. we didn't. We didn't bother with any of that. We just went we're, straight for it. We're like, if you're if you're listening to this show, you've already heard us talk about both Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, we'll just get into it. Um, <laughs> so that was our yeah, that was our shortest regular improv episode. Our shortest episode overall ever was a rental rant, which was our remake, reuse, recycle uh, rant about remakes and whether Hollywood should keep doing them or not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which was actually our also our first rental rant. So we started off short and then we got long winded after that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because we kind of went the opposite with the improvs where we started off really long-winded and started oh, yeah. getting more concise as we went. Yeah, that's actually true. Actually, speaking of which, uh, since you mentioned that, yeah, all of our early episodes were like over two hours and and by a lot, right? Yep. Um, so the first improv episode, not a rental rant, the first improv episode that came in under two hours was uh it's fun getting into trouble yeah the episode about trouble the board game which was only an hour and 26 minutes and i remember when we recorded that like like beforehand we were like okay let's just get into it like stop fucking around (laughs) you know like (laughs) nobody wants to listen to a three-hour podcast like fucking hurry up (laughs) yep and that's one of those things I, i feel like every podcaster struggles with because if you're having fun you're not really thinking about the time frame, but then you, as, as like an editor, you have to think about the time frame Cause I yep. know I struggle with that on boogeyman's closet all the time where it's like, even though we're having a lot of fun and like, I don't want to, I don't want to rush it and like cut off the fun part at the same time. I'm also watching that timestamp going like, okay, all right, I got to edit this part out. I got to take that. But okay. So we got, we got to wrap it up, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. And then it's yeah. like, same thing on Count Creepy Head. Like I know, uh, there's been several times where we're like, "All right, tonight we're gonna we're gonna be out of here. We're gonna get out of here uh, quickly." And then we start talking, and the next thing we know, it's yep. like, "Fuck, we're over two hours. Uh, fuck, yeah. we're over two and a half hours. Fuck, we gotta hurry it up." I know. Even though the, the Dawn of the Dead episode for Boogeyman's Closet ended up running a little bit long, like I really tried to shut my mouth. Like I was really trying to be like, "Nope, this is Mike's birthday special. Like, don't yep. fucking chime in on everything. Like." button your lip like and like there were so many times when i'm over here just like i'm on mute just going ah i don't want to i want to say something but i don't want to derail the episode <laughs> I, I, dude, I was doing the same thing where there were so many times i wanted to like elaborate on something mike said and i was like see i knew you would know the trivia and then i would just jump right back into the <laughs> just keep going yeah just just shut up don't comment on it don't comment yep. on it don't i was like it. i want to say i want i'm like nope don't don't yeah gotta keep the move gotta keep it moving <sighs> So I will say, though, I, I, I think we can be proud of the fact that out of 35 episodes and 25 of those were improvs, only eight of them broke or over two hours. And one Street Fighter was barely it was two hours and one minute. But, yeah, so our first six episodes 
and then after that it was the it was wildcats and gi joe both of which are like really big properties that had a lot to explain um but yeah. i think that's pretty good like after those first six episodes like by you know by episode seven it was like all right all right shut up like and that was the trouble episode where we literally cut like an hour out of like okay shut the fuck up and get into it you know <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and, and i um, think like i mean even if we look at this episode like yeah there's a lot of like chatter and uh like exposition not about the actual improv like we we're talking about the property and now we're talking about like the after credits and we're talking about all that kind of stuff if you look at the actual improv of this episode it's not super long no it's not yeah in fact i think i suspect that us just talking about evil dead as fans is probably going to end up being about the same amount of time as the improv section <laughs> yeah put them side by side uh, and we're definitely, and we're not done recording yet, but I still suspect we'll come in under two hours. Um, uh, at least, at least the point when we did our fake ending and like, let people yes. go, you know, <laughs> cause we're just, we're, we're just kind of being, uh, um, we're kind of, uh, indulging ourselves right now, you know, getting well, into yeah. some of this stuff. It's, um, it's, it's the first, it's the first year we're, that we're like, we've, we've done a year. So, yeah. you know, we, we deserve a little, you know, indulgence. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty. I, yeah, I'm definitely I'm pretty happy with it. You know, I'm, I think it's a, it's a solid year. I'm looking at this list of episodes and I'm like, fuck, yeah, man, like this is some good shit. Like we did some cool stuff. Oh, um, yeah. Had a ton of fun. And so in just in terms. Yeah, we don't get a lot of downloads, though. Let's be honest. You know, I heard you guys yeah. talk about that account creepy head. And it's like, you know, I would love to have hundreds or thousands or whatever listeners. But the reality is it's like a couple dozen is 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 pretty normal. Uh, yeah. And in, and the actual number is so our <laughs> the episode with the least amount of downloads uh, is actually one of our more recent ones. Our Teen Wolf also, our episode 24 about the Teen Wolf uh, sequel that we talked about. Not a super popular episode, but our most popular episode was um, the Wildcats episode 16, Cats Gone Wild. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, but yeah, we had 63 downloads for that one, which is pretty good, pretty good. Uh, especially when our average is, and I had this written down, but somehow I deleted it. Our average is 28 uh, 28 uh, downloads per episode. So yeah, we did you know about double that for the Wildcats. But of course, we, we we have to take with a grain of salt the fact that we had 617 downloads of the Dave and Chainsaw Massacre sequel to Summer School, which of <laughs> which, course is a fluke. <laughs> it's yeah, because it's like how did that even happen? Like we had to be front page somewhere. Like, yeah, I definitely agree. It's some, one of the hashtags or something that we put on there caught some algorithms attention mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah and we either got on a front page somewhere or we caught like a bot you know that just downloaded yeah. it like a bunch of times i don't know i didn't care i was happy i was like woohoo 617 yeah. downloads fuck yeah yes yeah, so, so <laughs> that's the most on a podcast i've ever been a part of <laughs> <laughs> well there you go yeah so that's a grand total of uh 1651 downloads of uh any show any type including including uh i'm, I'm taking i'm taking 617 <laughs> uh, and we have recorded or i should say we haven't recorded we've recorded a hell of a lot more than this but we have released to our during public a grand total of 57 hours and 27 minutes of podcasting goodness <laughs> <laughs> nice 
Oh man, what what is that? What is that? Fifty. We'll call it fifty-seven. Fifty-seven divided by twenty-four. Man, that's almost two and a half days of raise my rentals. <laughs> 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 Two point three seven five. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. Of course, if you if you added up all of the raw recordings, it's probably like a week and a half. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I had. Yeah, I mean, we, I could go on and on and on. We could talk about you know some of the different franchises that we covered, and we could just run down memory lane of like, remember this one, remember this one, remember that one. But yeah, yeah. no, it was fun. We did. Yeah, like I said, we did we did three Halloween specials in the same month. We did a Thanksgiving special, a Christmas special, and uh, a birthday special, uh, on top of you know everything else we did. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. I, I gotta say I'm gonna sit back and uh, you know brush the dust off my shoulders and polish my nails on the front of my shirt a little bit and any other uh, you know gestures you can imagine of me sitting over here feeling pretty good about myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I gotta say like the downloads for this have definitely shocked me uh, on some of the the numbers. Um, same thing with Count Creepyhead. Count Creepyhead, I like lately. I'm shocked. I'm like, I don't know what what algorithm we got into, but like we we bumped up our downloads. Meanwhile, the Boogeyman's Closet is starting to stagger. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, like Mike's uh, birthday special only got 18 downloads. Oh wow, even for Down the Dead, damn. That's what I'm saying. And it makes me wonder if because I started like what I listed it as Mike O'May birthday special Dawn of the Dead 1978. I'm wondering if people don't see the full title they just see like michael may birthday they're like i don't know what that is and they scroll past it or i'm wondering because i'm like a couple of the birthday specials haven't gotten you know normal numbers and then the regular episodes depending on the movie will jump anywhere between like 20 something and 30 something um like sometimes it really shocks me the ones like like rocky horror picture show only got 22 downloads oh Um, wow yeah, like wow. that that surprised me. But then like Frank and Hooker had thirty-four. Um <laughs> you know, so it's like and then like okay, like Silent Night, Deadly Night Three, thirty-one downloads, whereas uh Puka, our most recent episode, twenty-four. So Okay, yeah. It's, it doesn't seem like it make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean and at the same time it's like I, I'm sure that I could probably advertise us better. Um I'm sure I could probably do something to bump up the numbers. But like out of 201 episodes, we've had 10,022 downloads. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. So um, I mean, it's it's not it's not great, but at the same yeah. time, it's like we we're over 10,000 downloads. That's kind yeah, of cool, uh, but that's pretty it's awesome. Also, yeah, it's also been running for over three years. So. Yeah. <laughs> but you, but you have people listening, right? You definitely have a fan base for sure. Yeah. So you get like you know feedback. I will say. One thing that we have not gotten that I'm a disappointed in in general, I'm pretty proud of the show and I'm happy that we're doing it. And if anything, it's a chance for us to hang out with like with friends and just have a good time, you know, absolutely living in different states all the way across the country. It's nice to have like scheduled time to hang out and have fun. Um, but we get very little interaction from our audience. We get very little um, there. We, we, we occasionally get like a mention on one of the other Red Pantheon uh, podcasts, you know, Michael May is really good about uh, bringing up Raised by Rentals. And of course, you're on that podcast, so you can talk about, you know, this show. But we've had a couple of fans reach out on, like, Instagram specifically, especially uh, Rambo Kiss, if you're out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for listening. And I completely gave up on Facebook for everything, for Comics Boost, for Red Pantheon, for everything, um, pretty much, because I get almost zero interaction. Like, literally in the entire time that I did Comics Boost on Facebook for, like, about a year, I I had decent reach, but in terms of, like, people interacting back to me, it was literally, like, 
two people, I think, commented ever. Yeah. Whereas I get tons of likes and comments and shares and stuff on Instagram. Twitter is a fucking garbage fire, so I'm just completely giving up on it. Um, there's a couple other social media sites that are going to try and, you know, fill the vacuum of, uh, of Elon Musk's Twitter disaster. So I'm trying to sign <laughs> up for stuff now. Um, but yeah, I really just doubling down on Instagram, but you know, you mentioned the title thing, you know what, this is a good time. This is a good time for me to make a change to the format, which is, um, I, I'm going to stop starting the episode titles with, episode 26 episode 27 or rental rant one or rental rant two i think instead i'm going to put those in like a parentheses at the end or just mention it like in the description and mm -hmm. maybe if i start if, if the episode title is just it mentions like ash or christmas or teen wolf or you know whatever the whatever the property is like i don't want to just have to always put the name of the property in the title but like a lot of times we do like if you go back and look at all our titles lists you know we mention you know goonies and and uh freddie and jason and street fighter you know we mention uh a lot of the actual titles in the the uh titles of our episodes as well but i wonder if maybe just eliminating like the useless characters of like episode 26 and just starting with the actual title i wonder if that would affect the interaction or the downloads at all i guess we'll find out because i'm gonna do it yeah i mean, might as well try it i mean i i'm still at a loss on how to to get more traffic over at the boogeyman's closet but uh i do know one thing um on an upcoming episode actually by the time this comes out uh i think the episode in question will be coming out a couple days later um but our last Christmas movie of the month, uh, we discussed this. We're going to be changing the format a little bit, um, at least how the movies are picked, because we keep getting lost in the algorithm. And we've actually had people tell us, like, I didn't even see the movies that were up for voting. Like, I didn't mm. get a chance to vote because I didn't see it. Um, and there's a few times where it's like we had, like, three or four votes, like, literally up until, like, the day before I was going to take it down. And it's like, Jesus, like, we're not getting any feedback anymore. Like, we used to always have, you know, mm -hmm. votes on everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, like, even Maurice has said, like, you know, and he's part of the damn thing. There's been times where he's just like, yeah, it didn't pop up in, in my feed. I had to, like, go to the Boogeyman's Closet Facebook to see it. And he's like, and yeah. it should pop up in my feed, but it doesn't. And it's like, OK, so what we're going to do is we're going to start picking, like, half of the movies amongst ourselves. And being okay. like, okay, we're going to pick two movies and we're going to have people vote on two. Um, this way we can get a head start on recording. Cool. And yeah. be like, you know, have two in the can and have the other ones that the listeners pick because it's like we're not getting the listener interaction that we used to have. And mm -hmm. I do think a lot of that is because, you know, Meta has changed their <laughs> fucking algorithm bullshit where, and I know what they're doing. And the whole thing is like, oh, pay us a couple dollars to advertise. You yeah, know, yeah, exactly. because they're, they're making it chaotic. Oh, yeah. And it, it's it's ridiculous. And of course, you know, you've already mentioned Twitter. Twitter is just a garbage fire. So, yeah, we're going to we're going to make a few changes. Hopefully the new year has some uh, some better, uh, you know, better interaction for all of our podcasts, um, you know, and we can make those changes. Be good. Yeah, I think so, too. And, and I think, too, we need to start encouraging people to like if you're on Instagram and you're using it, like make the podcast or you know, comics boost or whatever it is, like make us one of your favorites in your friends, because that's one thing that Instagram changed that annoys the shit out of me is 
they don't necessarily just post everything chronologically. It's just sort of like, here's your top updates from your followers. But if you're following a lot of people, then yeah. it's like, like I'm not seeing stuff that like my wife is posting, you know what I mean? And yep. it's like, but so you have to stop and add the user to like your friends or favorites list. I forget what it's called. And then that person gets prioritized, but you have to stop and make the change to the settings to do that. Like, Oh, this person is one of my favorites now. And so if you're, mm-hmm. but again, if you're following a lot of people, it's like you're just scrolling and you're not thinking about doing that, you know? And another thing too, that, and I'm trying to get better and I have not been successful, but I have a couple of like new year's resolutions in terms of like, God, I get to do this better is I'm trying to use the stories more and maybe even start doing some reels because like the TikTok format is just taking over now where it's like people are just scrolling through like 30 second one minute videos and like i find even myself i don't even scroll through my own instagram feed that much to look at pictures which used to be like my favorite way of sitting down and killing time and now i find that i'm scrolling through you know either stories or youtube shorts or tiktok more often Mm -hmm. and so while i'm hesitant to go the tiktok route for various reasons you know it might be time to start like you know, it's really, really easy to post an Instagram, you know, story. It's super, super fucking easy. So maybe oh, yeah. I just need to start doing more of that and spending the time on that rather than just relying on here's my picture. Everyone like it and go follow the link, you know, because and, and the cool thing about the, about, about the story, too, is like if you have the time. And that's the big thing, right? <laughs> if you have mm-hmm. the time, it's really easy to be like, hey, remember this thing that I posted? Look at it again. Look at it again. Look at it again. You know, and you See, can kind of remind people. And that's what I personally have to get better at is because I and, and not, not only with the podcast, but with my own artwork, because I do this thing where it's like I post the thing. And then it's like, I don't want to be like, look at it, look at it. And like, you know, it's like I post it and just kind of sit back and be like, I hope everyone sees it. And mm-hmm. I know with the new algorithm, there's been times I've posted drawings on Instagram and I've gotten like five likes where I used to always get like anywhere between like 40 and 70 for yeah. every piece of art that I posted. And it's like, I know it's just people that follow me aren't seeing it. So yeah. and then I have to get better at reposting because that's, that's the other thing like me and Tara always talk about. Is like we feel like, all right, I, well, I already posted that piece of artwork. That's old artwork. I can't post it again. I already posted it. It's on there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, why not? Well, <laughs> like, well, that, but that's yet. the that's the beauty of the story because you can literally yes. just like create a create a story out of it, and then you sort of repost it. You're putting it back in people's like feed. But what's great is like you don't even have to say anything. You don't have to add additional comments. You don't have to be like, hey guys, check this out. You can literally just share it to the story. With no additional like content, just here's the picture in a second format and people will see it and probably mm-hmm. see it, probably actually see it rather than just have it get buried in their feed. Especially since, you know, I I personally went through my own personal Instagram and unfollowed a shitload of people so I could just follow the people that I actually know and care about so I could see them in my feed. And it's still right. well over 150 people, right? So I'm missing things. But then like on my comics boost, I follow like 6,000 people. Like I'm never going to see everything, you know? Oh, but that's yeah. Be- but that's because I'm trying to connect with people. I follow you, you follow me, you see my you see my shit. But like I get the most interaction out of stories, but I don't post them as much because it's like I feel like I have to stop and add a link or add a comment or add a song or make it fancy and flashy to get people's attention. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing there's nothing wrong with just being like share as story, say boom, and like that's it. And all you're yep. doing is just sticking it in someone's face a second time. You know, so yeah. I would encourage you to do that. I don't think there's any bragging when it comes to a matter of like, hey, look, I posted a thing. Because all you're doing is posting it again in, in like a different way. 
It's like yeah. it's no different than posting on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at this exact same time. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, but it is, it's one of those funny things. Like I, I I don't know why I I do that, but it's like so many people I follow are fine doing that where it's like they post and then they'll, they'll either post the same thing again, or they'll post it in the story like several times. And yeah. I never think anything of it. I'm just like, Oh yeah, that's the thing. You know? And it's like, I don't think like, Oh, well they're posting too much. But like when it comes to myself, I'm like, ah, I don't want to post too much. I don't want to be annoying. <laughs> like it's, it's one yeah. of those weird, like, you know, I shouldn't think like that, but I do for whatever reason. So I got, I got to get better <laughs> yeah. at it. Yeah, it's hard. It's easy for me on Comics Boost because it's not my comics. It's other people's comics. So I can post over and over again and be like, look at this cool shit, guys. Look at it again. Look at it a third time. Look how cool yep. it is. You should put your money in this Kickstarter and buy it. Just like me. <laughs> you know, even though, fuck, I can't afford all that stuff either. <laughs> yeah. Dude, seriously, <laughs> one of those things we talk about on all three of our podcasts is the things that we we keep buying that we're like, oh, I probably shouldn't buy that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I had to, I, I cut way back to just the holidays, and then my local comic shop keeps uh, they send, keep sending me emails because they have like an automatic like uh, mm-hmm. order order placement website that they use, which makes it super easy for me because I can put stuff on hold or like in my hold bin without having to like go there and talk to them in person because it's like it's a drive, you know, I, I, it takes me a while to get there. So oh, I keep yeah. getting I keep getting emails of like, hey, remember that thing you pre-ordered over the summer when you had money? Well, it just came in, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, god damn it, I don't have the money anymore. It's different when I when I buy it online and I pay for it, and then it just comes later. But when I pre-order it and then it comes, and I haven't yep. paid for it yet, and now I have to pay for it. Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, I can't tell you how many times that's happened to me. Or what happened to me yesterday, where it's like I went to Walmart specifically to get wrapping stuff, and I was like, I need to get stuff so I can wrap presents. And uh, I need like tape and things like that. And then it was like, okay, we're out of toilet paper. <laughs> Let me grab some of that. <laughs> and like, I went for essential yep. things. There was no buying myself anything. And of course, I can't go into a department store and not look at the toy section. So I go over to the toy section and I'm like, I'm telling myself, you're not buying anything for yourself. You're not buying anything for yourself. And of course, they had one of the Transformers that I wanted that was normally like $35 clearance <laughs> on for 25 And I'm like, oh shit, it's the last one and they're clearancing it and it's a Walmart exclusive. If I don't get it now, I won't get it. (laughs) Justify. (laughs) And it's like, and of course, you know, I'm doing all the mental gymnastics like, well, you did just get that retro check at work and like that money was like money that you weren't even expecting. So, you know, you have extra money in your bank account right now that, you know, (laughs) yeah, it's going to go mostly to bills, but you can afford 25 bucks. (laughs) It's like, you know, you do all those mental gymnastics to justify buying the thing. And then it's like, you know, I get home, open it up, put it on the shelf, and I'm like, really like it. Did I need it? No. <laughs> it's like, you know, there's that moment of guilt where it's like, I know. I'm, I'm happy I have it, but I didn't have to have it. That's the worst, too. Like, you just go, you put it on the shelf, you're like, well, that was satisfying. Okay, on to the next thing. <laughs> <You know>? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or I do that all the time with comics, like, especially if it's a comic that I've already read, and I'm like, oh, cool, they had the hardcover or whatever, and I buy it, and I stick it on the shelf, and it's like, well, that was fun for about a minute, <laughs> you know, like, I got to put <laughs> on, it on the shelf. <laughs> on to the next high. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Feed on, the dopamine. <laughs> oh. Yeah, which is why, like. I have, yeah, this, we're going off on a weird tangent, but yeah, I've cut way, way, way back on buying comics that I have already read, like just, just to own them. Cause even though that's still like an important part of my collection, but I really try to focus on stuff that I haven't read so that every time I'm buying something, it's like, I'm not just buying it for like the adrenaline high of like, Oh, I found the thing, but also, well, now I get to sit and read it and it, and I have at, at least an hour of enjoyment, maybe many more than that. So we'll mm-hmm. see, you know. <laughs> yep. anyway we need to wrap this shit up we've gone on and on and on so 
I hope that anyone who stuck around this long beyond our fake ending uh, hasn't completely fallen asleep. And if you are, hey, wake up, brush your teeth, go to sleep. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't do what I do. Fall asleep drinking whiskey on the couch watching Evil Dead. <laughs> hey, you too? <laughs> yeah. I, I cracked open my bottle of Kessler the other day. <laughs> don't we all do that? <laughs> exactly. I've gotten real bad. I started buying like big plastic jugs of Jim Beam from like the the bulk liquor store because I don't think I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, I guess, it's, it's I just stop whatever I want. <laughs> it's sleepy juice. <laughs> That's all it is. It's, it's just it's a nightcap, and I spend all my money on comic books. I don't have money for good shit. Oh, anyway. Man. Well, thanks to everybody who is still around listening to our nonsense. Welcome to season two. Welcome to almost 2023, the, the second year of the Race by Rentals podcast. I really, really appreciate everyone out there. Mike and I both really, really do appreciate you guys listening. And I uh, hope that you're going to stick around, come with us for our second year. Tell your friends, post comments, visit us on Instagram, like our stories. And I have a lot of plans for 2023 that hopefully will uh, improve both Razor Rentals and the Red Pantheon, which has uh, been woefully deprioritized lately just because my real life has eaten up all of my time. But I have a New Year's resolution to recommit to some of these projects, and you can check all of them out at redpantheon.com and raisedbyrentals.com. And that's all I'm going to say about plugs since we talked about them earlier. Any last thoughts from you, Mike? Uh, no, just uh, the, I think the only thing is if you guys are listening to this program and you enjoy what we do, uh, definitely give us the feedback and throw us some ideas. Like if there's a, a movie or a video game or hell, even a board game that you're like, that I think could make a fun property listening to you guys talk about it. So let us know, you know, give us some feedback. Yeah, definitely. And also be patient because we have a huge list of stuff to <laughs> come up with. And other people have given us feedback and we've put things on a list. But sometimes it's a lot of homework, guys. Like, please don't suggest that, you know, we we redo your favorite like six uh, uh, season, you know, like uh, HBO show. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm sorry. That's just a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't don't hit us with like, you know, uh, a redo Game of Thrones or something <laughs> like No, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, for me personally, I have a lot of ideas. Number one is no, I'm kidding. Well, we won't do it now. But yeah, things like that. Like, you know, take it easy on us. But yes, we would love to hear your feedback. If you want to come on and be a guest on the show, let us know that too. That's another another thing we want to try and do more of next year. We were hesitant about it this year because of like time restraints uh, and just having a lot of properties we wanted to talk about and a long list of ideas. But we had a couple of guests on. It was a great time. We would love to have more. So yeah, definitely I will mirror uh, what you have to say there, Mike, about uh, yeah, you know, letting us know what we should should improv improve next time and with that i'm josh i'm mike and we have to return some videotapes raised by rentals is a member of the rad pantheon network visit radpantheon.com to support rad stuff the theme music is forbidden fruit by velvet bethany you can purchase music and learn more at velvetbethany.com Come get some. <laughs>